kidding. I thought that was it. We're going. I mean, okay, fine. We're, we're going. All right. Yeah. In the box. Hi, everybody. Thomas and Wall in the box. As you can yeah. tell, we take ourselves very seriously and never <laughs> joke around about anything. Yeah, never, never. <laughs> life, life is all about. It's all serious. Hundred percent serious all the time. Yeah, that's us. We do not have time for jokes and games. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> so um, we are back. We are doing our division preview leading up to the 2022 2023 season. We covered the central division last week. We're gonna hit the metro and the Pacific. No, sorry, no, so yeah, I said central, right? Yeah, see, I'm I already are already failing. We did the central last week, we're gonna do the Pacific and the metro this week, you got then it. the Atlantic and next week, and also. We're gonna go go full go full sell on our local team, our local hockey team, the team that we both root for, our favorite hockey team, the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. That'll that'll be coming next week. Um, so real quick, I just want to share a little little story I heard about uh, one Nathan McKinnon. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, kind of kind of just kind of tells you wh- where he is and like how he's just been been that way his like just been this ultra competitive guy for like his entire life sure he so he he attended high school at shattuck st mary's in minnesota and if you've never heard of it it's like a hockey factory okay um the the amount of people that have gone to that high school and have played hockey there it's absurd you know Sidney crosby uh jordan greenway nathan mckinnon like it's a it's a list of a who's who who's ever played the game of hockey have gone to this private high school in Minnesota. Interesting. Okay. Um, but so they, they, they were in the dorms because it's a private, it's a private school and like the kids live on campus and everything. Okay. And uh, they were going to do a knee hockey tournament with all, with all the guys. And so McKinnon and his, and his best friend who was the goalie, they, they were going to be on it. They were on a team together, you know, two on two, you know, knee hockey. And right. So this they, is like mini sticks, right? That's, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. My, yeah, my sticks. yeah, yeah knee hockey, mini okay. sticks. Yeah. Same thing. Perfect. Yep. But, okay. Uh, I'm with so, you. so they went out because they just knew that they were going to win. Like, yeah, we're going to win this tournament. We're, and McKinnon was like, he was showing up to win. It, I mean, it's supposed to be fun, but he wanted to win okay. so much and so confident that they went out. And they bought stuff and made a trophy for this thing. And like, even like got like a little mini Stanley cup put on top of it, like made this trophy, you know, the the whole nine. And then they lost and like, they didn't lose in like the finals or anything. They lost kind of early on in this tournament. And McKinnon was so pissed off. He had to like be sent away, like literally got sent to his room to to go calm down. listen so 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 just so just so you know just so you know um you know it, i mean when when he came out and said last year he's not, he hasn't won he hasn't won anything you know and don't you know don't celebrate him too much he was not talking about the nhl he was talking about losing that 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 knee hockey tournament like 10 years ago when he was in high school well, but that <laughs> you know what's funny about that walt is that i just feel like most of the that's the kind of the mentality that the world's greatest athletes have, oh, yeah. you know, 
you know, we, the, I don't know if you watched all, I don't even know if I finished it, but you know, during the, the last dance documentary with Jordan, how he basically just made stuff up to get an edge. And oh, yeah. you know, Tom Brady's the same way, you know, Tom Brady will look for a perceived slight or anybody who's against them or an unpopular opinion against them. And it's his locker room stuff. And you better believe that Nathan McKinnon using this high school two-on-two hockey tournament. uh, It's part of the reason that mentality is part of the reason why they're just so good at what they do when they they make it to the big time. Yeah, it's so just, I mean, just a few guys who went went to Shattuck St. Mary. um, I said Sidney Crosby, obviously Nathan McKinnon, uh, Zach Parise, Drew Stafford, uh, Jonathan Taze, Derek Stepan, Kyle Oposo, Emerson Eaton, Edom, Ryan Malone, Patrick Eves, uh, Jack Johnson. I mean, yeah, those guys are all. Is it a school for forwards? Because the, it's weird that <laughs> the only defenseman you mentioned there was Jack Johnson. Well, uh, Jamie McBain, Ty Conklin. Okay, we got some goalies. There we go. Yeah, I mean those those are, those are just a few of the of the players that that were that. <laughs> That 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 went that went to this uh this elite school. Let let me say I do agree with you. That is a hell of a listing of uh, that's a hell of a uh, uh, alumni list right there. That's for yeah, sure. I mean all all those guys in, in playing in NHL different levels of success in NHL, but you know carved out good careers for themselves. Yep, and some of them may be the greatest players of all time. So. There's that so, yeah, I just kind of went. I found like that story was actually I found it kind of interesting and pretty funny. No, oh, yeah, um, it's just you know, like wow. All right, so um, couple things around the league first before we get going. Uh, Rast was sending. He signs his contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and so the Maple Leafs he signs a contract that. The Leafs wanted him to sign two months ago, and he wanted to hold out, and now he still ends up signing the same contract, and he missed training camp. So that always goes well for guys when they miss training training camp. Um, The Dallas Stars still have not gotten a deal done with Jason Robertson. He's still out of camp. Um, Also, some news about the cap. Um, The cap is projected to go up by about $10 million in the next three years. So we're looking at the cap projected cap and in, in, in the next three seasons is going to get up to $92 million. So in three years of Vegas golden Knights, they'll be at the cap. Finally. <laughs> the, how excited must some of these teams like Edmonton when they have to redo the or add on to the McDavid deal or or even Colorado who just did the McKinnon deal? They got to feel real good about that deal now because I believe that was that deal was done before the ten million dollar increase was announced. Now maybe the teams yeah. do it before it became common knowledge, but twelve that twelve point six just looks a hell of a lot better when that's you know not, when the caps at ninety six or ninety two million like you yeah. said. You, yeah, you get up there. Yeah. So, and I mean, and you know, it could, it could go, it could go higher with, uh, cause we'll, we'll see what's going to go on with all the, uh, extra revenue from the, from the Jersey ads, from ads on the jerseys that, that they started this season as well. But this, I mean, honestly, this should happen. This is why you sign a, a, a TV deal with multiple networks. Yeah. That was part of that reason. 
Um, that's why the NBA is so lucrative is because they're getting and the NFL for that matter. You get you're getting revenue sources from multiple uh, revenue streams from multiple sources. And, and you know, the the cap had been kind of steadily climbing pre-COVID. It was, you know, yeah. it was doing a couple million million and a half pretty much every year consistently and and then COVID hit and it's understandable that that would slow up um but but now that we're kind of through that they've got you know at least in terms of having full buildings and and whatnot and you know they're going to let I believe the Canadian government announced that they're going to let you know Todd Bertuzzi or Tyler Bertuzzi won't have to sit out the Canadian games and, and whatnot and that's come through um so yeah it's it's not not shocking that that's the that's the case that it's projected to now kind of that there's some normal there around the league that that's going to go up some yeah so um so exciting news especially I mean for us here in Detroit you know because we you have you know, obviously Larkin's Larkin's in the last year of his deal here in Detroit. And then, you know, we got, you got Cider and Raymond who are going to, you know, need new contracts soon here. So, I mean, it's good, good all around. Yeah. And you just said something that's very good too. It's just that we now actually have guys that we want to spend money on. Like it feels yeah. like before prior years, we're like, all right, we've got all this cap space. Is there anybody we actually want to spend it on? Right. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Now we've got some bodies <laughs> coming up here that we might want to spend some cash on, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, getting excited like oh he oh Lazar of his deal all right great yep <laughs> finally instead of getting contracts off the books we're looking about getting people on them so that's that is a good place to be yeah so we're gonna so we're gonna kick off um we're gonna as my I'm gonna turn I'm gonna turn the sound off on my phone notifications okay. about things I don't care about <laughs> two thirds of notifications we actually don't care about yep I don't turn them off anyway so I get you. Yeah, no, it's just like what the like all this stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the we we looked at the central division last week. Now we're gonna we're gonna kick off we're gonna kick it off here today by looking at the Pacific Division, the other division in the West. Um quick recap of that division. The Calgary Flames won the uh, won a division title last season. Um, and they got to the second round where they lost in a a short series, but it did it. It didn't feel like it was only five games, but it it was a weird series. Um, they, when they lost it at the Edmonton Oilers, Edmonton Oilers they advanced to the conference. They get all the way to the conference finals um, before, unfortunately, having to you know they run into the buzzsaw that was the Colorado Avalanche. Yep. I mean, you know, good 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 luck to you. Also dealing with goalie injuries and everything that went on with with the Oilers. But you know they kind of got over the hump a little bit. Um, the LA Kings were probably the most surprising team in that division as far as success wise, because I don't think people really had them had them even being a threat to make the playoffs. And that not only did they make the playoffs, they gave the Oilers everything they could handle and more in, in their first round series against them. Um, the Vancouver Canucks probably made a coaching change two weeks too late. Yeah. Um, because you know, they 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 you know they they walked they fired Travis Green, they bring in Bruce Boudreaux, and they just took off. But I mean, they were so far back, you know, they they were in that hole pretty deep and just couldn't get out of it and just barely missed the playoffs. Yeah, they they put themselves in position pretty uh what the Predators at ninety seven was the lowest team in. They got all the way up to ninety two, so it was a, quite a run that they got on. 
Yeah. So um, the, the other surprising team and the, and the Pacific uh, for the complete opposite reason, the Vegas golden Knights, but I mean, they, they, they got, they were bombarded with injuries and, and, you know, cap issues, you know, their goalies got hurt. They couldn't get a healthy goalie. And you know they tried. They oh, traded they, a player, but then they didn't trade a player because he had a no trade list, and they traded, so trade got taken away. But you know, you know they they make the they make a deal for Jack Eichel. They bring in Jack Eichel, and you know, but you know they they solved all those issues that they had the cap issues and the injuries and the goalie injuries and all that. You know they got that sorted out this off season, so they should be better. Right. Um. um. Or and and to, to make it even, I mean, nope, you also forgot this. And I mean, you covered enough, but I mean, some guys that you expect to be better weren't, there were players that underperformed and, yep. you know, it's just, that was another thing that really just kind of sucked for them. If you were a regular school night fan, that they just didn't live up to what they've kind of, some of the names weren't matching the production. So yeah, that's how you um, end up on the outside looking in. Yeah. Um, also the Seattle Kraken played. Their first season, sure. As did some other teams in California, and so did like San Jose, <laughs> uh, and the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, they were, you know, they were sec- they were second. They finished seventh in the division, but they were probably the most exciting team because of uh, the play of you know Troy Terry and, and Tre- Trevor Zegras. They were being led 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 by their uh, by by their young players, so. We'll, we'll see if the Ducks are going to can can build off of that and continue climbing up. But we shall see. Speaking of the Ducks, let's kick off with the Anaheim Ducks and, and look at them. Um, like I said, they finished seventh in the division last year. They missed the playoffs. Um, Ryan Getzlaff retired. Uh, Sam Seal, Sonny Milano, two guys who I thought, you know, good young players. Kind of if, seem like they were finally kind of coming into their own there. They don't get offered any deals by the Ducks, so they so those guys are gone. But they had Ryan Strom and Frank Vitrano and signed John Kleinberg to a one-year deal. Um, the the hope is in Anaheim is that their their other young top, top prospect, Mason McTavish, is going to crack the lineup and he could maybe have a, have a Calder have a Calder S season, much like Troy, not Troy Terry, but uh, Trevor Zegers did last season. Um, the the biggest issue with the Ducks, I feel, is you know they they weren't very good defensively last season. Yeah, and I mean, can't and, and I'm gonna say Cam Talbot, and as as a, a thing just popped up about him being injured now, yeah, that threw me off. But John Gibson. I mean, you you expect him to be good, but you know, can he re, kind of regain his form form a little bit? And 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 also, you know, does every everyone kind of has the book? The they they know what Trevor Seegers and uh, Troy Terry are about. You know, we're gonna see how those guys kind of see if those guys can bounce back and continue to grow. Um, right now. Their projected lineups they have are uh, at, for their first line: Zegers, Terry, and Adam Henrique, um, Ryan Strome, Frank Vitrano, Max Comtois, Mason McTavish, Max Jones, and 
Jacob Silverberg, Isaac Lundstrom, Sam Carrick, and Derek Grant rounded out um, their forward lines. And then on D, uh, D1, Cam Fowler and John Kleinberg, Uriho, uh, uh, I think I said it right. Yep. Sure. Vakinen, who who I will we'll see how he's doing because he got he he got injured in their last preseason game. Yeah, and Jamie Drysdale and Kevin Shattenkirk and Sam Benoit, which I mean, not a bad not a bad lineup. Well, and and I don't know if maybe that was done before. They within the last week or two traded for Dmitry Kulikov too, who I would expect would probably be. Well, and uh, definitely if Euro Vekaninen is out, um, Kulikov definitely has a spot in the top six. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's what I really kind of – Pat Verbeek, who uh, general manager of the team, kind of had the opportunity because it's funny, Anaheim fell off a cliff, but they fell off that cliff kind of after the deadline because I remember that there was some talk about – would he be a buyer or seller? Cause they were fringe. I mean, it, they weren't like in the playoffs, but they were a fringe team and Pat Verbeek ended up making um, trade being a seller. And now he's got two, three second round picks this year and two second round picks in 2024. So extra picks there. But as you mentioned, you, he did a little bit of good both ways because he, he makes those deals for the future, but then, as those lines kind of charted out, he basically signed a second line by getting Ryan Strom and Frank Petrano. And though you lose Gitzloff and Steele, I think he probably, at least for the next three years, upgraded, even though Getzloff was still playing very, very well. So there's a lot to like here in Anaheim. And I they're probably still a year away. And like you said, I think their biggest concern is probably going to be how, how if, you know, can John Gibson kind of get back to form? They would really like to see that. Um, the other thing is Zegers got hurt in a preseason game, and I don't know if he's returned to action, and they're going to need that yeah. ace. They are going to – I mean, that team is to be have any chance of success is going to need Zegers in the lineup playing 80 games. But there's a lot to like. I don't think that they, they squeeze into a wild card position yet, but keep an eye out on this team for maybe a, a year or two down the road. Yeah, I mean, I – yeah, I – the Ducks, to me, they're they're kind of in that same spot where, where like Detroit and Ottawa are yeah. kind of where you're. They're in that middle kind of like that middle pack right now, where it's like they're not they're they're going to be too good to tank and be you know be awful, right? But they're still not quite good enough to really make to really make that jump just yet. Yeah. Um. I but the one thing I I was legitimately surprised that they didn't um that that they they let Sam Steele and Sonny Milano walk walk because I I really thought those two guys kind of showed something there now I mean uh, Sam Steele's in Calgary I believe so and Sam Steele signed with Minnesota Minnesota okay and then did, did Milano go to Calgary he did and he and it was a it was a, only a professional tryout PTO yeah. So, you know, when you see that, maybe there's something more about the guy than you than you realize. He might have been good, you know, day-to-day on the ice and what you saw in a game was fine. But, you know, not only did Anaheim pass on him, 31 other teams passed on him kind of through free agency. Right. So there might be something telling there. But you're right. I mean, those are 
it felt like Sam Steele has been on, <laughs> it's weird, you know, playing video games as much as I do, which is, I know a terrible comp, but it just seems like I've had Sam Steele on their, on their line for five years. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, okay, here's the young, next young guy to make it up. And then he ends up not, not hanging around, but you know, you, you got to upgrade where you can. And I think, you know, Ryan Strom and Frankie Vitrano are, are good upgrades. Now the, um, the interesting thing with the, with the ducks here is, you know, Pat Verbeek, he, he spent a lot of time working under uh, Steve Eiserman mm-hmm. and learning from Steve Eiserman. And, you know, he's very much in the same vein as Steve, Steve, Steve Eiserman, that Steve Eiserman mold, as far as how he's going to run this team. Now, um, on, on the blue line, they only have uh, Cam Fowler, um, Colton White, and Vakinen, you know, uh, you know, the two white, white and Vakinen, two younger, younger defensemen. Cam Fowler, he, I, he can't be thirty. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> a, a true statement right there. That doesn't feel that doesn't feel accurate. Um, but as far as you know, guys projected and you know to be in in their in their lineup this season, they only have two defensemen signed past this season. Mm-hmm. No, Klingberg signed the one year, one year deal, um, to try to you know boost his status this off season. Kevin Shattenkirk only has one year left on his deal. Kulikov, he's he's ready to be a free agent. Jamie Drysdale, his his entry level is going to be up, so he'll be a RFA, which I'm sure, you know, Baver be they'll they'll get that done. Yeah, that's that's one. I mean, that's one more. I mean, you're right that there's only one year left on that deal, but that's one. He'll you you can bet he'll be he'll be around there next year for sure. Yeah. And and then you mean again, you know, Troy Terry, uh, he he's RFA after this season. He has arbitration rights, and Zegers, he's an RFA after this season. Um, Craig McTavish, his entry level kicks in this year, so he he has. So we have a few years before before you have to before he's he's gonna he'll be due. I'm you sure a Craig. good race. You've liked hockey a long time. You called him Craig McTavish. Oh my God. I did Craig McTavish, didn't I? Mason McTavish. Jeez. I love it. I love oh. it. I'm not even joking. I love it. <laughs> That's how far back Walt goes. Yeah. He remembers. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I remember. Ma- Ma- yeah. Ma- Mason plays with the helmet, though. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And that is going to be how you tell them apart. Yeah. The, the 30 years in the helmet, those are the two best ways to tell them apart. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. Mason McTavish, he that was a few years before, before his, his, his contract's up. So, I mean, this Ducks team, I mean, with, with, all, with all the free agents, especially on the blue line, you know, I mean, John Kleinberg, he could he could be a valuable trade chip for somebody, you know, at 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 deadline time. Yeah. You know, um same same thing with Shattenkirk or Kulikov. You know, I mean, if you're if you have a, t- a team you're on the fringe and you can never have too many defensemen and you can never have too many too many centers when when you go into the playoffs. True. And I mean, th- those are guys and you know, you could you you can flip those guys for for some picks or picks or pro, or a prospect or or maybe both or something, depending on where Anaheim is at the deadline. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean the Ducks they're they're a team. I don't. I mean again, I don't expect them to be 
to to be in the playoffs, but I expect them to, to be be a contender, be somewhat of a contender, like and in the in the playoff conversation, you know, going into February, March, like kind of being be, being around, and then you know, and I feel like even if they're in the playoff spot, Pat, Pat Rubik is going to make the right decision long term. You know, yeah. he's not, not going to worry about short term. It's not it's not rushing the rebuild. You let it happen. Yeah, I mean, it's um like. You know, to kind of steal example from baseball, uh, the Baltimore Orioles, they're, they were like flirting with a playoff spot for much of the season this year. And the fans were like, oh, we got, we, we got to buy, we got to buy the deadline. And their GM was like, I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to, not going to go and, and trade for a bunch of guys. Just, just try to sneak in the playoffs. So we get it. So we get our brains beat out, in the, <laughs> you know, immediately. Like we're not there yet. Hey. And yeah, and especially especially in baseball. I mean, I mean, hockey's the only sport where I would listen to the argument. But even then, when you're slow building, let yourself do it. Yeah, let yourself build it. No, you don't. You don't want to have. An, you don't want to have any knee jerk reactions or like you know, screwing yourself. Right, and especially as Pepper, because I mean, he was just hired midway through last year. Yeah. So he. I mean, obviously, you've got time now. Somebody who's three years into the rebuild and it's still slowly, but surely you may feel that pressure, but Pat Verbeek doesn't have that pressure on him yet. Yeah. All right. So move, moving from moving from the warm weather in Anaheim, California to the not so warm weather in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, it, it's probably, I mean, it's probably like, honestly, it's probably going to, if it hasn't snowed yet, it's probably going to snow in the next two weeks. In Calgary. That's a scary ass thought. God, that's a scary thought. Yeah. Um, the Calgary Flames, they won the division. They finished first in the Pacific, Pacific, yeah, Pacific Division. Easy for me to say. Yeah. Um, they 50 wins last year. They beat the Stars in an exciting seven-game series. Um, you know, Johnny Gaudreau, he scored that overtime winner in game seven, which, I mean, I, like everybody wants to do that. That's a dream, right? Absolutely. Game seven overtime at home. He scored a game winning goal. You know, you know, we we've all we've we've all fantasized about that. He yep. did it. And then he went to Columbus. Which is what you do after you just score a game seven goal. Yeah. Yep. Um they like I said, they they lost to Oilers in the second round in five games. Matthew Kachuk, after Johnny Gaudreau left, Kachuk said, Hey. I'm not going to sign long-term here. I'll sign my one-year qualifying offer, but I'm out next. I'm going to be out next season. And so the off season started out really bad for Bradford living in the Calgary flames as the world was burning around them and Calgary flame fans didn't know whether, whether to laugh or cry or, you know, if they were even want to go to games this season and then tree living, he trades, he turns Matthew Kachuk to Jonathan Huberto, McKenzie, losing Kachuk and Gaudreau. He turns those players into Jonathan Huberto, McKenzie Weger, and Nazem Kadri. Yeah. Also worth mentioning on the out, they, they did trade Sean Monaghan as well. Yep. Yep. They traded Sean Monaghan to make room for, for, uh, for, for Kadri. Yep. So the Calgary Flames, you know, they signed, they, they, they signed Kadri to, uh, to, to oh. seven year, uh, was it eight? Seven year deal. Seven year seven deal. Seven. They signed they signed Kadri as a as a UFA. Now now they traded for Huberto and then Huberto was going was in the last year of his contract and he signs uh, an extension to stay with the Flames. Ten point um, five million. 
Yep. 10 and a half. So that kicks in next year. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently, you know, they're, they're working, apparently they're working with Mackenzie Weger to possibly get an extension done with him now as well. Now the Calgary flames, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you lose, you lose uh, Kachuk and Gaudreau, but you add Huberto, you add Kadri who just won a cup, you know, um, I think Michael Backlund is still a very good uh, third line center for you. Elias Lindholm might be the most underappreciated def- two two way defenseman. Two, I'm sorry, two way center in the NHL who wasn't named Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, fair. Um, you know, Tyler Toffoli. He he no he he's a player. He goes through he goes through he goes through his droughts and scoring, but when he gets when he's on, he's on. <laughs> Um, Andrew Mangiapane had a breakout season last year, you know, having a, having a great year, Jake, you still have Jake and Marshall and in between the pipes and net. And then, I mean, they're, 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 they're defense, they're defense score. Noah Hannafin, Rasmus Anderson, Chris Tanev, uh, they, they bring back Zadaroff and they add Mackenzie Weger and you still have Oliver Shillington who, who really had a, had an excellent campaign for them and look really good for the flames and in the playoffs, he's just got to stop the whole, like going full speed and losing his balance and crashing into Boris awkwardly. He does that. I feel like once every five or six games, but yeah, I mean, that's, overall, that's you know, the team. Calgary flames went from a pretty, like, what are we going to do? What's going to happen to they're going to, you know, they're going to be right there in that conversation again, as as a potential cop favorite I yeah this so, season so i mean again and and you i know you said it you, you just said it but in, in i mean if you were to say okay gujo kachuk monahan for Uyghur, huberto and Kadri, if that was a straight up an actual trade you really wouldn't necessarily know who won that trade you could you you could make the argument because because here's the thing Uyghur's a top four defenseman everybody yeah. else in there is forward but Uyghur's going to play top four minutes yeah with a defense that's already pretty good that yeah. didn't change and has a good netminder right so don't like that's not a throwaway in, no. in two what was it two years ago the twenty was it twenty twenty one or twenty twenty when Ekblad went out Uyghur filled in for Ekblad. And they didn't really miss a beat. No, they did not. He played. That's how well he played. So, like, I feel like he's the lost piece in this a little bit because now you've made your top four even better with a good goaltender. And, oh, by the way, if you wanted to, you know, just juggling lines and in conversation, you know, you had it was Kachuk, Lindholm, uh, Lindholm and and Goudreau. You know, you could easily go. Okay, I know he's a center, but let's put Kadri on the left, Lindholm and Huberto. And now you you've got a line that's pretty damn comparable to the one you just lost. You know, Huberto's a hundred and twenty ten point player from last season too. I I mean you lost yeah. two in Goudreau and, and Monahan, but and then Kadri showed you what he can do with Anaheim. So you know, you're right. This team probably went from full panic mode or their fan base from full panic mode to being like, are we actually better than the, than the team we had last year? I think the biggest question marking, and you said it, um, it, 
Mangiapane getting another 25, having another 25 goal season because outside of those top two lines and even kind of within the top two lines, because Tyler Toffoli is probably all kidding aside, Calgary will probably center line two while Huberto and Lindholm will play with Toffoli most likely. And then you're going to have Kadri, Madriapani, and what, maybe Blake Coleman, which yeah. is a bit of a grinder. And now you're getting down to like the backwind and <laughs> that's, Coleman. I'm, I'm sorry, but that man, that's, that's, that, that's, that, that's such a good third line. <laughs> well, see that, what, Col- but that's Col- Col- Coleman, back, backlin, that, 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 that's a third line. That's, yeah. And that's going to do that. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's going to cause these problems, you know, and and I'm and I I've been saying the same thing over and over again since they brought him back. But Calgary, they're the Calgary Flames will be will be a good team as long as as Daryl Sutter's are head, if Daryl Sutter's are head coach, they're going to be good. They're going to be fine. I I just I like where I was going with that whole thing is I do they have enough. Is their second line? Po- I know Kadri's good. Is their second and third line going to be potent enough to chip in with enough scoring? Because I think that that's going to be very key um, to their success. But I, I mean, they don't need to be. I mean, they don't need to be superstars. No. And you're gonna. You have a really good, obviously, second line center with with Kadri, and it's going to be. <clears throat> see, that's the thing. Who's Kadri's wingers? Is it gonna? It's going to be. Uh, I would, I, I, I would imagine Coleman and Mangiapane. Yeah, I mean, unless I mean, yeah, unless unless they put or 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 possibly Toffoli and Coleman and Kadri, and you have Mangiapane on the first line. It just feels like they're one top six winger away still. Like it feels I, like there's a I, hole on the top six wing side. And and I but I, I feel I feel like it's you know <laughs> that 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 winger that they're away from and that that they're probably missing is probably um, Dylan Dubé, you know, because he he's been kind of been waiting for him to, to to kind of break through, and he still hasn't hasn't quite broken through yet. Well, eighteen goals, fourteen assists, thirty two points last year in seventy nine games. If if, if he's going to be the guy, it, it, then, and he can kind of improve upon those numbers. Again, he doesn't have to score 80. If he can be a 50, 60 point scorer with Kadri, yeah. then this team really is just incredibly deep and incredibly good. And, and they're going to make another run for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, you know, just the, the weird, the, just the weird second round where all of a sudden Markstrom, you know, he's letting in five goals a game against Oilers. And, it was just so. <clears throat> it's a, it was a, that's a tough matchup because yeah, the Oilers would, just want to go, just want to go. I mean, they just are going to go pedal to the metal, and that that can just be so tough to play against. Yeah, I mean, and it, you know, the, the last couple games between Oilers and and Flames were just weird. Like their their last game in the regular season, um, the a few a few of the Flames uh, writers and reporters they they called it the Dolly Parton game because it was nine to five. <laughs> you know, and and then you know, obviously that game one where it was just like what it looked like. It, it, I mean, game one it looked like uh, the Flames were just going to run the Oilers out of the building, yeah. and then they didn't. Yeah. And then it happened again in game two, and and it was like, oh, okay, 
Flame, flames, quick goals. Here, here it comes. All right, now this thing is over, and then it's not, and they blow the right. lead, and they end up losing the series. So, I mean, and when when you have a seat, when you have we when you have a playoff exit like that, where it's just kind of weird like that, it's hard to go into the off season and go, "This was our problem," right? You know. And you also, again, you don't want to, you don't want to pan, you don't want to panic move and all credit to Brad Tree living for going out and making the best out of like, seriously, a situation that could have been really bad Yeah, in Calgary right. to, Hey, we're, they're, ju- they're just as good. If, I mean, argue, I mean, you can probably make the argument, maybe, maybe they're a little bit better now. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's, they did lose some scoring up front, but they added a top four defenseman and top four defensemen don't go grow on trees. No, <laughs> there's a no. lot of teams that would love to add a top four defense. I mean, well, unless, I mean, unless, unless you're, you know, unless you're the national predators draft. Yeah. Then you literally do have a, a tree <laughs> where you grow that. Um, uh, but, yeah, but, but yeah, you know, it's, but I, I tell you one person who thinks the flames are better and that's Jacob Markstrom. So he came, he did an interview a little bit ago and he came out and he said, you know, he, 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 he feels that the team is better this year than they were last year with the additions that they have. So, well, there's also a part of me that wonders it's both the Kachuk and Goudreau thing were hanging over their head and now it's settled. Yeah. And go play. It, I, you know, I, I do feel like, there's a subconscious element of that can't be avoided where you're wondering, you know, that the guys are all in and I don't want to question that, especially Kachuk, just the way he plays, you know, oh, yeah. he's all in, but there's just, uh, all right. Is this our one kick at the can? Because these two guys are leaving. I mean, that mindset's got to be there. And now that that's gone, I think that's better for them for sure. Yeah. I mean, and also look, look, look how much better, I mean, we're we're not we're not talking about them t- this week, but look how much better the Buffalo Sabers played after they traded Jack Eichel. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there. I mean, there's something for getting malcontent situations taken care of. They're really, I always believe that, and and that kind of carries for any sport. Yeah, there really is the sub- addition by subtraction really can be a thing in some situations. All right. So moving from the Calgary, from one Alberta team to another, to the other team in Alberta, the team that beat the flames and knocked them out, knocked the flames out of the playoffs, the Edmonton Oilers. They finished second in the division behind the flames last year. They beat the Kings in the first round in seven. They beat the flames in five. And then they were swept by the avalanche in the conference final. But I mean, when, you know, their, 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 their goal, their goaltending, was you know my an of an old and hurt Mike Smith and a guy who's who who Mike Smith is unofficially retired. Okay. Um he's you know long he's under LTIR right now but like Mike Smith he, I'm sure he's he's done and then their other goalie isn't even playing in in the states anymore. So yeah. That's how well that was last year. Yeah, so, I mean, they trimmed a lot of fat. They got Kyle Turris and Duncan Keith to retire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Zach Cassian, who, I mean, on one hand, you want to give him a little bit of credit because, I mean, there were times he was playing with McDavid, and then there was times he was on the fourth line. But, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, he's been up and down the lineup, but that's another guy that they were able to, to kind of to, to get rid of. So, See you later. Yeah, they, they they really were able to to to, to kind of narrow down that roster a little bit, which is good things for them. Yeah. So uh, so the Edmonton Oilers, 
I mean, they they have, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl. So that's always a good start. That it's is a good starting start. point. Yeah. Um, when you have those guys on on your roster, um, it it's 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 a good way to, to to get things going. But also, I mean, I mean, yes, they did they they did a lot of the carrying of of, uh, of the scoring for him. But I mean, that's kind of what you expect out of those two guys. But I mean, Zach Hyman, his first year at Edmonton, 27 goals, 54 points. Nugent Hopkins had 50 points last year after missing time with an injury. Um, they added a Vander Kane, 22 goals, 39 points in 43 games. Um, Kyle Yamamoto, we're, you know, we'll, we'll see what he can if he can continue to make a step, he signs a he signs a new contract to stay at Edmonton. He had 20 goals for him last year. Um, Evan Bouchard, a young defenseman, 43 points for them. Uh, Jesse Pularvi, we're still he's one of, another one of those players. We're just kind of waiting to see is he good? Yeah. What is he? You know, is this the year? Is this the year? Is this the year? You know, we just don't know. Um, but they they much needed improvement in that they signed Jack Campbell, so um, they can Ken Holland continues the trend of taking of, of signing uh, Maple Leafs free agents <laughs> two years in a row. Uh, Zach Hyman last year, Jack Campbell this year, and it's weird because the Leafs they didn't even offer Jack Campbell a contract. No, I know, and that, for who they took in, in replace uh, that. Uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> Weird. Just that, that's weird. that's a, the Maple Leafs. That's another one where it's going to be fun when we talk about them. Yeah, that's going to. I mean, I mean, if you're a Leaf fan, well, you might not. <laughs> you might you might not share in the and the joy and 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 the comedy we're we're gonna we we're gonna get out of that. But if you're not, you know, Jack Campbell. I don't. I, I was. I think with with this team, he could be a a really perfect fit because he doesn't need to be perfect and. Now, granted, the the scrutiny light still pretty damn big there in in Edmonton. So he yeah. did get out of one frying pan and into a, a different fire. I mean, I do think that Toronto's probably the worst frying pan that you can be in. But yeah, there's no doubt that you know going to to Edmonton with those stars, it can be a, a little bit difficult, and it has the potential to be difficult. But you know. Uh, again, and even kind of, I mean, the same was true with Toronto, but with the, with the people that he's got up front, I mean, the goal will be to three. <laughs> Can I keep him under three or four? And we should be fine. And I, and I think that he's a good enough goalie to do that. And I mean, and, and here's the thing, Jack Campbell, for all it's worth, number one, the, 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 the least losing in the first round again last year, that wasn't on him. No. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna tell you that right now. That wasn't on him. No, and in the year the the loss to Montreal in the bubble, that was him, yeah. right? Nope. That wasn't yeah. really on him. No, that team I had leads and didn't just didn't keep their scoring going. I mean, he's played well enough to win a series, and it just and hasn't the, happened. Exactly, exactly right. Um, and I mean, the other thing with Jack Campbell has just been health. You know, stand, stand him, stand healthy. It's it's been it's been a battle for him through the last couple seasons, uh, staying healthy. So that that is another that is another kind of concern on with with Campbell is is can you stay healthy for for a full for a full season? 
Now he's leaving one team that's not very great defensively. The Oilers are a little bit better defensively than the uh, the Leafs. This, this I feel comfortable is, saying that. This is the the biggest. I mean, I I you know that that Nurse and Bear, Tyson Barry are going to see the majority of the minutes. Yep. And then probably the some some combination of Cody Cece, Brent Kulak, Evan Bouchard, and Phil uh, Phil Broberg are going to see the rest of them. And I don't know about those bottom four. I, I, is it is it deep enough defensively? I, I, now the other thing, the, what you have to remember with everything that you say is here. Here's the the great thing about the trade deadline. It's going to be good enough to have them in good position come March. It's, it's almost like, okay, they're set to get to March, and then I feel like they'll add a top four defenseman at that point. Yeah. So it's almost like, you know, obviously roster changes happen all the time, but like a team like Edmonton, that's the move for them. They're going to roll, they're going to start the year with this group. And too bad Oscar Clefbaum got hurt, and I don't think he's ever going to come back either. So they that would have made this decor when yeah, he was at a lot his best, yeah. would have made this decor a lot better. But I think that they're going to – they're basically saying, all right, we're going to start with these six, but I think that there will be a deal dealt, uh, a deal done at the deadline where Edmonton will get themselves a, t- a top four defenseman. And, and, you know, they're going to – they're doing a, – a, they're deep, deep up front, very deep up front, because even beyond, you know, the guys that you named after that, you know, that we, we talked about the top seven, but, you know, Fogel, Ryan – Janmark, Shore, McLeod, these are good third and fourth line players. And yeah. they're going to have the benefit of, of potentially Nugent Hopkins might be a third line center or Yamamoto or Pugliarvi is going to move down to one of the third line wings. So there's there's going to be some good depth for this team up front. They're real good there. It's just I, they'll be good enough to tread water, not to tread water, to be in good playoff position for the for, till the deadline. I just expect them to add a, a pretty good defenseman at the deadline and, and that they'll be ready for the postseason. Yeah. And I, you know, I fully expect the Oilers to be in the playoffs and I mean, they're, we'll, 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 we'll see what's going to happen. Cause I, I feel like, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a McDavid and, and dry sidle show, but you know, you, you have Zach Hyman and Nugent Hopkins and I mean, Evander Kane, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have Evander Kane for a full season. So, you know, he's going to score. He's going to, he's going to put the puck in the net. Yeah, that that was that worked out very well for them. Worked out very very well for them. So yeah, I mean, it's I, I expect Oilers to be to to be a playoff team and be in that con- and possibly in a conference finals again. You know, it would it wouldn't shock me at all to see to see that with Edmonton. Agreed. Uh, move mo- moving on down the list, we we come up on the L.A. Kings. Uh, the L.A. Kings actually lost to the Oilers in the first round in seven games. Uh, Dustin Brown, he, he retired this off season. Uh, uh, Anthony CU leaves him um, via free agency as is Olimata. Uh, the big addition for the LA Kings is they add Kevin Fiala uh, via, via trade uh, with the Minnesota wild where they sent uh, their one of their top defensive prospects, uh, Brock Faber, to, to Minnesota in exchange for uh, Fiala, who they signed to, who they signed to a um, to an extension. Uh, I mean, the, the the LA Kings. This is a team who I I think we all thought you know they were gonna be with 
with Anna and with in the likes of that of Anaheim and the Sharks and a few other teams, you know, kind of at the at the bottom of the league, and that just isn't the case. Yeah, I we. They they added they added they traded for they added Victor Arvison last season. <coughs> they get they go out and get Kevin Viala this this offseason. You still have Kopitar. Drew Doughty seems like he found a fountain of youth and is finally um and is playing back at back at at, at an elite level. Uh their young defensemen, Sean Jersey and, and Mikey Anderson were really good for them last season, especially in the postseason. I mean, you know, you you have you have Philip Deneau, who's looking good for him, and and in that, you know, it, it a bit of a goalie controversy between Cal Peterson and Jonathan Quick, because you know Quick is is entering the final year of his uh, of his contract. So I mean, you you and Cal Peterson has shown that he is more than capable, a more than capable number one goalie, starting goalie for you. So my thing with, with this is with, with the Kings and, you know, I, I remember doing shows pretty consistently where we're like, well, the Kings will fall off, you know, through Thanksgiving. And then it was through Christmas. So I was like, the, the Kings are going to fall off. I don't think that they're going to meant to be. And, and then it's, you know, spring break and now, nah, but the Kings are still big. Somebody's going to pass them. And we, we were, I think specifically we we're thinking golden Knights. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they got to the last week of the season and it's like, nobody caught the Kings. <laughs> still, yeah. They're, they, they clinched a playoff spot. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're like, well, damn. And then, you know, the, the defenseman, it wasn't like a perfect season for them. No. You know, the defenseman that played the most minutes was Timothy Bornfot, who was probably going to be a fifth or sixth defenseman. And he played 70 minutes. They were bang up, banged up on the back end pretty much the entire season. And yet sure enough, they end up really giving Edmonton a scare. And so if they can get an ounce more health, you know, God bless Dustin Brown, but I'm sure Kevin Fiala is going to be an offensive upgrade. You know, after the CU was in and out of that lineup as it is, he was healthy scratch. He was moved up and down it. So I don't think that that's a huge loss. I I don't see a reason why this team, you know, health is obviously a concern. You you hang another year on important players. That can be a concern because, you know, it's easy to make the argument that the three best players were, you know, Kopitar, Dowdy, and Quick, and they're all a year older. But I, I don't know. I, I kind of like this team because of what they did last year. And if everybody continues to kind of move forward with a team that's pretty consistent year over year, they, they, they can do some damage, I think. Yeah. Um, now, the, the one concern for L.A. is, you know, uh, uh, offensively, uh, they only had, you know, Kopitar led the team with 67 points last year. And then Kent Bandino had 54 and 51 points. No other player cracked 50 points for them last, last season. Yeah. Now, Victor Arvidsson, he missed some time. He only played 66 games. He had 49 points. Um, <clears throat> you know, and uh, Quentin Byfield, he got hurt and, 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 missed a, and missed a good chunk, and, chunk of time there. So, I mean, may, and, you know, gave uh, Velarde – Another another young guy who sees see some time in a lineup who who I think they're expecting him to crack the lineup and and maybe maybe be a contributor this season. You know, also they're bringing in Kaliev, 
who who's who looks like he can be something as well. But you know, off, offensively, I mean, you know, uh, you know, LA has never been a team known to score the score a ton, right? But I mean, you know, play good defensive hockey, you get good goaltending. It's one of those things where it's like you said, it's it's spread. So like they only had three guys with over twenty goals. Kopitar was right there with nineteen, but so three guys with over twenty. But then they had another six between nineteen and ten, and then another four at seven, eight, nine. So yeah, it's it's kind of one of those weird sort of okay. They they get a little bit of scoring from everything, everyone. <laughs> Um, you're, you're right. I think that that's probably the other concern is, can they get enough? But as you mentioned, you know, Arvidsson only playing 66 games plus his first year in a new team. That's a factor. And then I think the, you know, by, uh, Quentin Byfield should help kind of their bottom six and hopefully the production value there as well. And, and, and it's like you said, this team is kind of known more for, for winning with defense. I mean, they were, they were plus 18 on the year and, and you know they had a they had a lot of wins that were you know two three or, or two one and, and three two wins and if that's your style that's your style and there's no reason not to think that this team again can't repeat it given the the age and, and abilities of the team that's there. Yeah, I so I I mean again, LA Kings. This is a team where I expect them. I don't I don't I'm not positive they'll make they'll be in the playoffs again. I just just because of you know there there's some there's there's a team who we're going to talk about here in a little bit in this in their in their division who I think takes a step takes a, a step up and um and and gets and gets to that playoff conversation over them and also you know just with the teams in the central you know those teams over there yeah so but I think but you know I still think you know they're gonna they're they're gonna be there right right in the thick of it and. Yeah. You know this 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 LA Kings team. They're you know they're they're not fun to watch, but hey, it gets the job done. That's all that matters. <laughs> exactly right. You know, like it doesn't have to be pretty. No one no one cares if you win pretty. Nope. You know, you win. New Jersey Devils won three Stanley Cups, not playing pretty. They, none of them were fun to watch. <laughs> like it's kind of like, oh my gosh, you're these guys again, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay. All right. So for, speaking of speaking of not pretty, the San Jose Sharks. Um, they finished last year not great. Uh <laughs> seventh in the division. Um, so yeah, you know, they, they missed the playoffs. Um they they trade away Brent Burns in the offseason as he gets shipped off to Car- to Carolina. Um so, you know, they get rid of that contract and, you know, helps get them out of cap hell. Oh, wait, not really. Right. Uh, you still have Eric Carlson for another five years. Yeah, but you didn't. It, it, it does help to what was Burns making? Eight, five? Yeah. So, I mean, they did. I, it, it does help relieve a little bit, but I. They could talk about founding a finding a fountain of youth. They could they could really benefit from that if if Eric Carlson were to um, age backwards five years. And Eric Carlson's only thirty two. Why do I feel like he's thirty six? Because he hasn't been good for five years. <laughs> like, like, That's man, why he feels I mean, older because he hasn't. I mean that it, 
since the trade. Well, there was the injury, and he, right. I don't know. If we, it just feels like since that injury, he hasn't really been recovered. It seems. Well, I I think he's recovered. I just not playing well. Yeah, it's just you know, Dylan Demello, Josh Norris, Tim Stutzla are the key players that went the other way to Ottawa and that yeah. trade for Eric Carlson. That just feels like a big time loss, you know, but you know, they, they add, you know, they, they add uh, Oscar Lindbaum and Luke Coonan and Matthew Benning and if, and smash the cough, the other one. Yeah. Um, they added some really good fourth line players. Yeah, yeah they don't really have anybody to play the first three lines. I mean, they're they're not going to be good. They're no. they're you know they're going to be a bottom five team. Yeah, you know, and 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 the league. I don't I don't expect much out of San Jose. You know, I, I mean, you know, your goal, their goalies, uh, uh, James Reimer and Kapil Kakinen. I mean. They're okay. They, right. There's just, I mean, there's. They're okay. I mean, let's go through the entire roster, and I think 95% of the player take would be, well, they're fine. But yeah. you can't, <laughs> well, when you're in a division where, you know, you're playing against Zegris and, and Huberto and McDavid. And you know others, Pedersen and other Stone and superstars. You can't, you got to have some of those guys too, and you have a bunch of guys that are okay. Yeah, I mean, and, I will kind of what it feels like. I I will say I do like Mario Ferraro on the blue line. They're they're young defensemen. I do I really like him. Um, but I mean Eric Carlson and Vlad. You know, I, I you know Vlasic at one point was probably. I mean, pe- people constantly had him whenever they would do like. Oh, if NHL says NHL is to Olympics, Team Canada defenseman. Mark Edward Vlasic was always like that guy who like was was slot in that top four. Yep. That feels like ages ago. That sure does. Um I mean I, I you know just this is I don't know if you've got the 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 athletic projected lines, but like the cap friendly's got you know Timo Meyer had 35 goals, which I don't think I would have guessed, but yeah. Meyer, Hertel and Kunin, Lindblom Couture and Kevin LeBanc, Gregor, uh, Noah Gregor, Nick Benino, and Matt Nieto, Yona Gadjevich, Stephen Lorenz, and Evgeny Svechnikov is their top. I mean, it's just, just not, it's just not good. It just, it's, it's fun. That would be if you pushed each line down and inserted a top line. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right, we've got something there. But is that going to be the 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 top twelve players playing? Um, it'll be interesting to see how long they wait to see if there's a youth movement because as their scratches, they've got William Eklund and Thomas Bortolo, yep. two young players. I um, and I, I, I mean, I expect those guys to to play significant and, and time. That could be the reason to watch them is yeah. if they if they make you know give up if those if those guys which are currently like I said listed as scratches end up being in the in the roster then that that would be good that would be a smart sort of get the youth movement going early to see what you have yeah um but yeah it's it's not going to be great there in, in San Jose there it's 
you know, the, 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 the long, the, the year, the year after year, San Jose being in the playoffs and being that team that everyone picks at the beginning of the year to win a Stanley cup. And then they get losing a first or second round. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they will love to have that problem again. Yeah, this is going to be an entirely different, disappointing San Jose Sharks team. Yeah, um, you know they 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 bring in Dave, they hired Dave Quinn as coach, they hired Mike Greer as their GM. So I mean, you know D- Dave Quinn was fired from the Rangers because you know of reasons. And that was, that was, I still think that that was a, such a weird situation. And so I mean, they have a good coach. You know, they have a good coach, um, Mike Mike Greer first job as a uh as a gm but he's not he's you know he's been around player development for a while he's been doing things with that so i so i feel like they're 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 potentially in good hands it's just going to be a rough go at it for a while for them and us in san jose all right uh the seattle kraken um, they finished eighth last year in their inaugural season. Um, they did not have the success as of, of the Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> and, and as Vegas Golden Knights did in the first season, which is perfectly fine because they got the fourth pick and they got the fourth pick in the draft and they drafted Shane Wright. Yeah. Right there. Boom. I Big mean, way. okay. Uh, they they also signed Andre Borakowski, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Justin Schultz, and Martin Jones. Um, they they have Maddie, Maddie Beniers is is the young player who I think everyone's is the one player in Seattle who who along with Shane Wright they're expecting big things. Obviously, you know Maddie Beniers, former Wolverine. Um, you know Seattle is just, I mean it's just going to be another year of. You know, they're they're going to be a little bit. They're going to be better, I think, than I think, they were. So I think there's a there is a, a path to success here for this team. I, and I mean, well, I mean, the biggest thing is Philip Grubauer needs to be a, needs to remember how to be a, a goalie because he um, he was not good. So my my first note is Philip Grubauer needs to rebound. Um. So yes, I completely agree with that because that was exactly my take on it too. Um, but the other thing that, that I will kind of say goes hand in hand with that as, as right as you are, um, about this team is that I, again, this is a team much like San Jose, where I think that, that jumping all in on this youth movement would be smart. I think that they should start Maddie Beniers and Shane Wright right down the middle. I think that should be your one, two center iceman to, to get it going and, and just, again, see what you got deal with the, the bumps and bruises as they come, but make your, you know, get these guys, their feet wet because they can actually put some, some pretty good wingers around them, you know, between Jaden Schwartz and Barakovsky and Borkstrand and Everly. Yeah. And now you slide Yanni Gord into the third line role, which he was kind of born to play. Yeah. I, there, there's some stuff here. There's some things to look forward to. And, and again, it, it's none of it's going to matter if Grubauer has the season that he had, but if he does have right. kind of an improved season, then the, again, not playoffs, but could they be, you know, they had 60 points last year. Could you see, closer to 70, 75, if, if they, you know, the, the rookies hit the ground running and group hours better. I think that that, that could become realistic. Yeah. I mean, and you know, defensively, you know, the, Jamie Alexiak, Vince Dunn, Adam Larson, Justin Schultz, 
Carson Salsi and, and William Borgen. I mean, they have a, they, they need, they need the guy they, they have, they have a really good core. If they had a guy that could play, that was a 35 minute a night guy or a 25 minute a night guy. Maybe Vince Dunn is that. I, 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 just, I think I, Vince Dunn could be that. Okay. I mean, Adam, Adam Larson, I mean, he, he can't do that. I, I think it's just, you know, would you have they, guessed that Adam Larson was only 29? Doesn't feel like he's been in the league. Yeah. Years? He's been forever, but I, I, when I look, I look at Seattle's decor and I, and I see, I see four really, I see four good defensemen. Yes. But they don't have that defenseman. I mean, I don't, none of those guys are that defenseman that's going to uh, pile up points for you. you right. Know? Sure. sure. No, all, all very good, all very good defensemen, all very good defensemen who I would take on my team. And, you know, Justin Schultz is the oldest of the bunch at, at 32. Everyone else is under 30. Yeah. And, they, and they've got some, 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 yeah, there, there's some, there's some, some guys too, like, you know, that they could even, you know, they signed Michael Kempney, which I, he had, I think, had a torn Achilles, I think, Kempney had. But he actually kind of rebounded and is available. So there's even a little bit of depth there. But, I, I, again, I just I feel like they need the guy defensively, the scoring guy defensively, Grubauer to rebound, and you might as well go with the kids up front. Yeah, run in. I mean, and oh, also the the other big addition for Seattle is uh, their mascot, uh, Bowie the, the Troll or whatever his name was. Yeah, I, I seriously thought he was the star of Trolls for. Yeah, I mean, he, he he might he might slide in on the, on the wing on the fourth line. You never. <laughs> I mean, Gritty did, didn't he? Didn't Gritty one day when Philly brought him? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Gritty might actually play play on a blue line for Philly this year. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and seriously, he might even be an improvement over who is. So that's very fair. Uh, uh, Vancouver Canucks. They, again, you know, last season, I mean, no, ma- no major, no major additions, no major subtractions. I mean, they started last season eight, 15 and two. Yeah. They made, they, they they make the coaching switch, fire Travis Green, bring in Bruce Boudreaux. They go 32, 15, and 10 yeah. the rest of the way. They just miss out on the playoffs. Um, I mean, the, the biggest concern in Vancouver in the offseason is what was going to happen with JT Miller. He signs an extension that, that's going to keep him there. So that's so that's one thing that, that they don't have to, that they don't need to worry about right now. Brock Besser. Um, he had a rough year last year because he was dealing with a lot of family, a lot of family stuff, um, with his father and everything. And now you, the, 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 the feeling is that he, he's got his head, head clear in the off season and he's going to be better. Uh, Elias Patterson, he got off to a really rough start and, and then Bruce Boudreaux came in and all of a sudden he just took off, Yeah, you know, you know, Bruce Boudreaux, he just, he has this ability with players where wherever he goes, he unleashes, he just unleashes players and let them play. And guys have great success playing under him, you know, and he gets teams to the playoffs. I mean, now what happens in the, what they do in the playoffs? I mean, we can, mm, <laughs> you yeah. know, but he gets you there. And, you know, this, this Canuck team, I, you know, Thatcher Demko, 
proved again. I think he proved last season that, you know, what he did in the playoffs, you know, again, against the, the, the golden Knights and how he just kind of took the reins and, and really, uh, showed he's an elite goalie. He showed that was not, uh, that, that wasn't a fluke. That wasn't a one-off. He is a very good goalie. Yeah. Um, you know, you have an Quinn Hughes has another year of experience in NHL and he's only going to get better. Um, this is a team. I, 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 I really like Vancouver to make the jump and, and get, and get into that playoff spot and, and even possibly finish in the top three in that division. Well, there's, there, the only concern is is early season injury bug. Yeah. So Brock Besser, a broken hand um, early in training camp. He's going to miss three to four weeks. Ilya Mikheyev got hurt in the first exhibition game. He's going to be out. They're saying he's week to week with a lower body injury. Yeah. Um, that hurts, but there's, there's still, you know, you're still going to have Horvat and Pedersen and Miller and Garland. Um to hold down the fort. Uh, Niles Hoaglander had a, had a nice start to his career as did uh, Vasily Podlinski. Um, They're going to be called on earlier in the season to kind of help carry the load. There, there's some, again, you can't look at, you have to look at the numbers that you said, eight, 15 and two to 32, 15 and 10. And Vancouver has every right to be like, Okay, let's let's kind of run this back. You know, there's play, teams that you know the final four, a team that loses somebody big during injury, and a team that has success during coaches coaching changes. Those are the teams that I really like. Okay, you it yep. makes sense that you just kind of want to run it back, and that's what they're doing. And I and I can't kill them for that. I, I think that this is, it, you know, if Boudreaux, I what did I hear that if you do the that math all the way out. For for Boudreaux, they end up with like 104 points is the pace that they would have worked on. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's a playoff team. That is a playoff team. That's a that's a division. You're in the division lead, a, a division spot with that. Yeah. Um, not not just a wild card. So um, yeah, a really really, I think that that's a smart call for them to kind of go ahead and and bring it back with this group, and uh, they should be fun to watch if they, if they can hit the ground running. Again. Yeah, and I mean they're they're. Their 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 uh their expectation is playoffs. Yeah, as you know, that's they're they're very much like, hey, yeah, it's this it's it's playoffs, not the plucky. You know, last season it was okay. It was like you know the, the plucky underdogs, like, oh, can they do it? it? That was fine last season, but this year it's it's all about the postseason. It's yeah. all about make get getting back into the playoffs for um for the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> Um, moving on the Vegas golden Knights. Um, they finished fourth in the Pacific division They missed the playoffs last season. Um, they add Phil Kessel, uh, you know, it's as, as a free agent signing, uh, they lose (laughs) Matt. They traded match packs ready, you know, because remember all the things they gave up for him. Nick Suzuki. Yeah, that's a, that's a main piece piece there. And they traded Max Pacioretty for um, future Hall of Famer. I'm sorry, future considerations. I apologize. I uh, misread that. (laughs) Ouch. Uh, The Golden Knights. I mean, now this is a team who 
I mean, Jack, Jack Eichel is, you know, he, he, he stepped into the team, um, coming, coming off an injury and coming off surgery, uh, neck surgery. And, and, and I think immediately got hurt, <laughs> like, yeah. like right away. And, but, but then once he got, once he got his groove back, I mean, he, 14 goals, 25 points in 34 games with the Golden Knights last last season. Um, he was the best player on the ice every single every, every night he he was with the Golden Knights. Um, Jack Eichel, and I, I feel like people I don't know if it's because he's he's he was in Buffalo or he was taken after Connor McDavid or what. I don't know. But I feel like people don't realize how good Jack Eichel is. And like I think it's Buffalo. He is, He's an elite player. Yeah, I, I I think it's the Buffalo thing because not only see it's not just the fact that he was in Buffalo; it's the fact that Buffalo was so bad there was no exposure. Yeah, like Buffalo wasn't even you know that's how guys get that kind of national recognition um, is they get that the big um, they they get they get highlighted on primetime games and Buffalo was so bad they weren't they you just didn't see them on primetime because nobody wanted to see them because they were that bad. Um, so I think he's got a chance here. I, I do find it interesting that they trade Pacioretty, but they choose to re-sign Riley Smith. And the reason why I find that interesting is because I, I think that we can pretty much agree that Pacioretty is probably the better player, but we've talked about how they've, for lack of a better term, there's been some like shady shit there. Yeah. Like they've done some weird things in that thing in that with that team. And I and I kind of felt like was that like an olive branch? Was that like a listen, this is this is one of the guys, the guys, Carlson, him Carlson and 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 March or so. So yeah, we're gonna bring him back just to kind of keep a little bit of peace in the locker room because I he was a free agent and they brought him back at the five yeah. million a year and traded away Pacioretty. And I, and there's a part of me that kind of wonders, was that more done because of we want to keep, uh, <laughs> keep our players happy within this organization. Cause I forget who it was, but it was after Pat, uh, Pietrangelo signed, they shipped out somebody and that. Cost some waves. Yes. And that cost some ways in that locker room. So maybe they're trying to avoid that this time. Yeah. Um, and also just, just kind of keeping up with with your with with your groundbreaking prediction you made a few years ago. William Carlson still has only, he's only scored twenty goals one time since his forty goal campaign in yeah. their inaugural season, and he had twelve last year. So, yeah, I, I, that was one of the things I felt. I mean, I nailed that one, um, and I feel real good about that too. Now, now here's the thing. Now, one uh, that your young defenseman Nick, Nick Hague. He still doesn't have a contract. They need to get something done with him. Um, Nolan Patrick, who they who you know they they got last season and 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 a crazy like three team trade between um, Philly and Nashville and the Golden Knights themselves. Um, he's not gonna he's not gonna play at all. Yeah, this season, which it it sucks that you know this kid. He's just you know it sounds like he got another concussion. And it doesn't look great that he's going to play again. Yeah, you hate hearing that. And and it's just, I just feel, I feel like, you know, this is another guy who I think injuries have just really kind of, have really derailed him, his career in the NHL. And 
he was I don't he was so good <laughs> so good like he's an elite level player you know his is is uh is 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 uh the, his second year I believe I'm trying to look up because I don't want to talk out of my butt here yeah with the Wheat Kings he had 102 points <laughs> <laughs> in 72 games, you know, and, and junior and, you know, his final year and, and junior playing with the Brandon Weekings, he had 46 points in 33 games. Like, I mean, the, the guy can score. He was such a good hockey player, but you know, the injuries yeah, just have caught up to him and really, really taken, taken his toll on him, un- unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, you know, plant plant hockey doesn't it doesn't matter. You know, like whatever. I, you know, if you 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 want you want to see a guy live a healthy life, quality of life, absolutely. And, you know, ho- hockey hockey is one hundred percent second secondary. But the other the other thing with Vegas is who's going to be their goalie because it's not, it's not Robin Leonard is going to be out for it sounds like he's not going to play at all this season. So you have this combination of Logan Thompson who looked really good for, for Vegas down the stretch. And when they just couldn't win a shootout, mm. <laughs> they, could, they couldn't win shootouts. Uh, they signed Aiden Hill and have Lauren Brissois. So a combination of those three, three goalies are those guys going to be, are those guys going to be good enough to get this team in the playoffs when they're going to be competing in that division, you have Calgary Edmonton and, you know, Vancouver and LA just in that division alone. And then you look across at the other division, it's Colorado and Dallas and Minnesota and St. Louis and that and Nashville and Carolina. Uh, I mean, I mean, and the coyotes. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Carolina, I was say, whoa, conference switch. Yeah, right. No, but I mean, are they are they good enough? Uh, is is that goaltending gonna be good enough to get them into the playoffs? Well, there's there's and if they parts. get in the playoffs, is the goaltending good enough for them to to do anything once they get in the playoffs? No, but uh, no, I'm flat answering the question. <laughs> um, but no, Thomas, Thomas, seriously, give us some thought first. Well, okay. <laughs> in, in you know, this was a step that I heard in, in the discussion of this is kind of the chicken and the egg here. What was it? Bad D leading to bad goaltending? Was it the the, the fact that no Leonard, no Flurry down to your final three, you know, down to your third, fourth, fifth goalie? I mean, I know, you know, Flurry didn't start the year there, but I mean, it was their first year without him, right? Yeah. So, you know, and then Leonard goes down and now he's going to be down all year, but this, the team finished plus 18, but the year prior, they were plus 98. They were 80 goals better on differential. So yes, plus 18 is good, but they were close to plus a hundred the prior season. So when you have that kind of free fall, what's going on with your defense, what's going on with your net minder, what's going on, are your forwards helping defensively? It, obviously something's out of whack. The other, the other thing that's going to contribute to that, and it, and it goes with the kind of forwards part, is Mark Stone played 37 games. Yeah. And he, he is a superb two-way player, um, very, very good two-way player. But he has to play more than 37 games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, got, they were decimated with injuries. Too they really season. were. Like everywhere. 
And so, and I felt really bad for them. No, you didn't. And that's, didn't that's fine. I just wanted to make sure that everybody, you know, if this is somebody's first show that they know, you didn't feel bad for them at all. Nope, not at all. Um, and, but again, C143 games, it had 94 points. The, you know, the biggest, they, they lost Pacioretty, who was injured and didn't play a whole lot anyway. You know, yeah. Evgeny Gannonoff and Matias Janmark, they're, they're, they're definitely thinner up front. And if they could have, you know, all those draft picks that they had that they ended up trading off, if they kept one of them and some of one of them can come through and, and, and play, that'd be really helpful. Or if Phil Kessel still has something to prove and could score 30, that would be really helpful. Which, but, which I think he does. I mean, you know, Phil Kessel, he, he he's like kind of in shape, <laughs> kind of got in shape this off season. Well, and that, and the fact, like, is he going to, is he going to be playing with Eichel and stone? I am. Yeah. I mean, like where, how does everybody yeah. stop? Do they, do they keep Riley marches? If they keep Carlson Marchstone, and Riley Smith together, you know, who are you pairing with Eichel and stone? And then if you're playing Kessel third line, he's playing with Chandler Stevens. Who's the, who's the third line winger there. So, well, you know, how things slot on this team is going to be very interesting. So uh, the athletic, their projected lineup for the Vegas Golden Knights has Chandler Stevenson actually as a number one center um, with Marcus Owen Stone, Eichel with Smith and Castle, Carlson with uh, Brett Howden and Amadio, and Nicholas Waugh with uh, Kosar and Carrier. What? That's what they have. They have... They have Stevenson. Who is he centering on the top line, supposedly? Stone and Marchessault. Okay, so Cap Friendly, I guess, has that that is the second line, and they have Smith, Eichel, and, and Kessel as the first. You know, this is you know what that does. It's I'm going to use the term that I created that I'm sure somebody else was smart enough to use, but I'm going to I'm going to take credit for it anyway. You're you're creating depth. Yep. That's perceived depth. That's making your team deeper than what it really is. By splitting up all these parts, instead of having two um, two lines with th- um, two lines with three good players or six good players, you're taking those six good players and kind of spreading them out over three lines and creating taking third line guys and moving them up into the roster to make it look like you're a little bit deeper than you are. I don't hate it. If it works, I don't hate it. But if Carlson's going to be the third line center, I feel once again very good about his my projection that he's not going to score forty. Not yeah, that probably won't hit twenty. Um, the the other the other major thing for for the Vegas Golden Knights is they they're on their now third head coach in uh, team history. Um, yeah, they because you know it was it was on the it was the coaching that was a problem last year, not all the injuries, but whatever. So they right. bring in they they bring in Bruce Cassidy, who was so good who was so great for the Boston Bruins that um David Kreitsch has decided he wants to come back and play in NHL now after Cassidy's gone. And you know play and you know and you know players have rescinded the trade request. So <laughs> I mean that that that's factually I mean accurate. DeBrusque who had asked to be traded now no longer wants to be traded. Krejci who just everybody thought he retired just took a year off because Cassidy was there. Very, very, uh, very, very telling there uh, about what Bruce Cassidy is in that. I guess the thought is what he's going to whip them Golden Knights into shape and make them hate him. So, and yeah, I mean, you know, I I'm interested to see where they're going to slot Shea Weber though. That's what I. Oh, I can't wait. So that's what I want to know. That know. should be fun. That that's a huge trade, huge offseason deal. 
Uh, you, what? Who they, did? Is that Dan? Is that where Dan and Elf went? What? That where? Did they? That Dan and Elf went to Montreal. That was at that deal. Was that Weber for for Dan and Elf so they could put Weber on long term IR? Uh, I think that's what that deal was. I I don't remember. Did he go? I I they they do oh. so many trades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. It was Dan and Elf. Yeah. Okay. Yes, because he couldn't go to Anaheim because he said he didn't want to. Yeah, right. Although they tried. They did try. <laughs> they tried. They, they tried try. to send him to Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, All right. Predi- prediction time? Yep. Hang on. All right. So uh, prediction time? Yep. All right. Um, I-, I can't believe I- I- I'm doing this because this is so unlike me. I've got the three Canadian teams at the top of this division. Oh, I've, okay. I've got Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, one, two, three. Um, LA at four. The Knights, Ducks, Kraken, and Sharks rounding out the rest of it. Um, and then to go back to last show um, with Colorado, uh, St. Louis, Nashville as the one, two, three, the wild card spots go to Minnesota and LA. I have LA getting that wild card spot, leaving Dallas, Winnipeg, and Vegas on the outside looking in. All right. Um, so I I have I have I have Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, same as you. Okay. Uh and then and Vegas in that four spot. Okay. Uh then it gets, you know, I Do you think what you think in Anaheim might be better than I, I don't uh, I don't know. I don't think no at LA Anaheim then San Jose and Seattle. No, see, I'm gonna have no Seattle. I think Seattle's gonna finish ahead of. Uh, I think Seattle might finish ahead of Anaheim. Oh, okay. So you're dropping Anaheim. So you've got Vegas, LA, Seattle, Anaheim, San Jose. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I, I don't, I don't know why I think that it's just, I, that's what you got. And, and to, and then kind of do the same thing. Um, the, the, the eight playoff teams I have, I have, uh, in, in the central Colorado, St. Louis, Minnesota with Nashville getting a wild card and then Calgary, I would, you know, Cal- Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, and and uh, Vegas getting a wild card. So you, wow, that's surprising. So you think Vegas is going to be good enough? They're gonna I, mean, I, the I think if they stay healthy enough, I mean, though, okay. though they can they can kind of make it. I think, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're going to do anything. Okay. Yeah, playoffs. Okay. I, I don't. I, they're not. They're not going anywhere. They're not going on a run or anything. Like it. Okay. It'll. You know. They'll. I think they'll get that last wild card and play Colorado and uh, get shown the door right Fair. away. Fair. So the only you know. our only different we flip LA and Vegas and I had Minis- I had Nashville in the third spot, Minnesota in the fourth. You have Minnesota in the third spot, Nashville in the fourth. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Metro division time, the Metro division. Um, 
just a a, a, a kind of weird division last season. <laughs> As in, it I, I it didn't quite go the way I think a lot of people thought that division was going to go. Yeah. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes won a division. They finished in first place. The Rangers came in second. Pittsburgh coming in three. Washington coming in in fourth place. As and the Capitals are also the the uh, second wild card. Um, Islanders, Blue Jackets, Devils, and Flyers rounded it out. The Islanders they had that crazy um, road trip to start the season, and they just never got it going. At any point, the Philadelphia Flyers had a miserable season, and as we're going to get into it pretty soon, it's not going to get any better um, for for Philly. Yeah, and then the the Devils there there were the there's there's a thought that the Devils would make a jump, and you know it they kind of it looked like they were, but I mean they had terrible goaltending. <laughs> Their goal team was absolutely atrocious last season um there's actually like the 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 little saber metrics they do show the new jersey devils were actually one of the best five on five teams in the nhl but their goaltending just sank them and they they also lost um hughes to injury Yep. yep jack hughes got hurt and that i think also did not help and and he he looked like he and he was Looked like he was going to have a monster season. Sure did. I think he had like what was sixty four points in forty seven games. I don't know why those numbers stick out to me, but he he was just on a tear to say the least. Yeah, uh, fifty six points in forty nine games. Okay, fifty six goals. Yeah, forty nine really games. Good. Like I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, right. Those stats will do. <laughs> was, that's, that's 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 a season. Yeah, for a lot of guys, you know, I mean, he, I mean, actually, you know, Zach, he he finished with more points than uh, Zach Hyman did, <laughs> and Zach Hyman played eighty two. Yeah, I mean, he's just an impressive young player right there for Jersey, kind of guy that gives Jersey hope for sure. Yeah, so I mean, and then you know, he's got his he's, he's got his brother who is who everyone expects to be joining him next season. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So so the Metro, let's. Let's get. We're gonna kick it off. Carolina Hurricanes. Um, I mean, like, like I said, you know, they they won a division. They lost in the second round to the New York Rangers. Um, they only lost one home home game in the entire postseason last season last year. Uh, game seven, right? Game seven in the second round to the Rangers, which is like you know you don't. That's if you only lose one home game, you don't want it to be the game seven. Yeah. Maybe the game oh. five. That would be the one. Right? <laughs> Or one, you know, but definitely, you, you know, we don't want to drop the game seven. Um, now they're they 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 lose Ian Cole, Nino Niederreiter, Vinny Vinny Trocek, Max Tony, Brendan Smith, and Tony D'Angelo. They add Andre Kasha, Paul Stastny. They trade for Brent Burns. They trade for Max Pacioretty, and Max Pacioretty he's out injured now. So you heard it. What? Stop me! Stop us if you heard the Petretti's hurt. Yeah, yeah. So we shall see what goes on with with them. But I mean, here's the thing: you still got Aho. You you know, you still got the good Freshnikov. 
Yeah, you know, uh, Seth Jarvis really, really made strides for them last season. Terravine is still good. Jordan Stahl is still just an absolute beast and a, you know, just that, just still a great third line center who can yeah. still do it all. Um, so, def- defensively, I mean, you no, know, Brent, Brent Burns, he is what he is defensively, but, you know, offensively, he for sure will, will, will maybe add, add some pop to you. And you still have Jacob Slavin and Brady Shea and Brad Pesci, uh, Freddie Anderson and that. You know, I don't see much much of a I don't see much of a of of fall off. So, the, I mean, it, you, you hope Jesper Cogniemi can really kind of step up and. Okay, so you you just you you absolutely said it because this this is a team and I and I love a team that did this when a team does this and and Don Waddell, general manager, decided okay. We were really good. Probably should have beat the Rangers. We didn't. That's fine. We there are some subtle changes made, but he counteracted all of them. You know, like okay, Max Domi goes, who was playing third and fourth line minutes. Well, guess what? We're gonna we're gonna put Paul Stasny in in those situations. We lost. We're gonna let Nita Nita ride a walk. I think the idea being Max Pacioretty can play those second third line minutes for him. Right. You know, uh, Tony D or um, Brendan Smith's gone as our depth defenseman, six seventh guy. They they actually traded for Dylan Coughlin for yep. Vegas. So okay, we're good there. Um, Tony D'Angelo ran out power play with our offensive defenseman. Guess what? We got Brent Burns. Love everything. The only thing they didn't fix, the only hole they didn't plug from guys that they lost. They lost Ian Cole, but they're so deep defensively. I wasn't. I wouldn't be really concerned about that. But I think that Jasper Kakanami has to be able to be a second line center for this team yeah. to replace Vinny Trochiak because that you don't want Stahl having to play the second line center role. Aho obviously is going to be your first line center role. If you can get Kakanami to be a successful second line center, this team it should pick up and possibly even be better than they were last year. Yeah. The other key thing, um, if it's April fifteenth. And uh, Freddie Anderson is feeling healthy. Wrap him in bubble wrap until game one of the playoffs, because that's <laughs> going to be the other thing of utmost importance to this team. Oh, also Loki, the PT professional trial, Calvin DeHaan, they signed him. Love that. They're so my theory. I mean, that's just how, I mean, they just plugged everybody. They lost. They were like, all right, let's get a cheaper and or better option. And sure enough, I think this team's ready to roll. Yeah. Um. Now again, Seth Jarvis. He 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 had a he had a good uh, rookie campaign with Carolina, and you know you're you're going to be hoping that he continues to build on that as well. <clears throat> and and like you said, you know, Cockney he's got to show something. He's the key. I to me, he's the key. I mean, they can survive the regular season. They're going to be fine in the regular season. But if this team's going to have any sort of playoff success, he, he's just going to have to step up and be a number two center. But he's got he's got to, he's got to be the guy. And he's paid like one. I mean, they 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 gave him enough money to be one. No, if they don't give him that big contract, it's it, they probably keep Trochiak. But right. you know, eat, you know, a hair under five million, you should be a second line center at that rate. You better be. <laughs> um, proved nothing beforehand. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, moving on to Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, they didn't. I mean, quite quite off season for them. I mean, you say it jokingly, but it, it really kind of was. Honestly, they get the obviously you get Johnny Goudreau, but outside of that, what they lost Borkstrand on a trade? Yeah, I think, because because they because they were signing <laughs> they were signing Johnny Johnny Hockey, right? Uh, you know, it really was a it was quiet. Everywhere else outside of Goudreau, I think the other big thing that that was really really good for them is to get Line for four years. Yes, I mean, and, and also here's I don't think, and now that was one thing for me where it's like, I, I don't think you sign Johnny Goudreau if you're if you're gonna if you're losing Line. Right, I agree, I agree, and and so my take on that because really we covered it. I mean, Eric Branson was the only other guy brought in. And he, he got paid a kind of a lot of money. He, he, him and the Ben Sherratt deal are the two kind of most head scratching defenseman deals that I've read. Um, but I think for me with, with, with Caroline, with, with, um, excuse me, with Columbus, can Sillinger and Kent Johnson be one and two centers, one and two or two and three? I think, they, I mean, I, I, I think Cole Sillinger, he looked really good. He looked really good um, last season for Columbus. I really like his game. Um, and Kent, Kent Johnson, I mean, again, this is probably the, the bias in me because, you know, he is, he is a Michigan man. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm probably a little biased, not probably definitely am very biased. Um, but I think, I think he's, he is a real, he can be the real deal for them. Maybe planet planet that's at, at that number two center. Um. Here's, but, here's, but but I mean I will I will say so on on the athletic they have actually Kent Johnson on the wing third line with Cole Sillinger and uh, Kirill Marchenko. Okay, then who's who's centering the first two lines? That Boone Jenner on line one and Jack Roslovich on line two, which right. I think I, w- I would flip those two. Okay, let, let me let me look before I say something really stupid because I I don't I don't. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't think a team love the. I actually really like the player. I don't think a team is going to be successful. Jeff Roslovic is their one C. I just don't. I don't think that that's. You know, he he did he played 81 games last year, and had 45 points. Yeah. I, I just feel like your one C needs to be a much more dynamic player. And and Boone Jenner is still on IR. I don't I I, I don't know if he's projected to come off and and play. I know he missed the majority of last season, and if, if he is there for for to, to provide depth down the middle, that would be great. But you know, in addition to that, in addition to kind of working out who's going to center what where, I, I do like their wingers. I a lot of really good wingers on this team. Yeah, um, deep down the wings, questions at center. The other thing is, is Zach Morensi going to play forty two minutes a night? Because I mean, I. I just the decor is I'm not a huge fan of. They've got good goaltending, but yeah. I, with Merz Lincolns, yep. I mean, well, you well, because you know, they you you have Rowinski and, and, and Bullquist there. And you know, get, get you you're gonna slide in. They they signed Gabranson, who who was who looked really good in Calgary last year, you know, yeah. one of the best one of the best seasons of his career. Um, you have the young kid Jake Bean. I mean, they're 
Eric Gabranson is the oldest guy guy on, on his blue line here in Columbus, and he's thirty. You're right. So let me let me let me take a step back. Then, if Varensky isn't going to have to play an obscene amount of minutes, they need some of these young defense. They need a couple of these young defensemen to, to grow up quickly and be yeah. real good for this team. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, there, I don't. There's, I don't think there's any playoff aspirations here for the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know, yet. <laughs> you know, I not mean, not this season anyway. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but I mean, here's the thing, you. Whoever's the center, whoever's going to center center uh, line in Gaudreau, they're going to get points. Right, right. You know, they're going to get points. Johnny Gaudreau, he 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 can score. Patrick Line, he he it's it's last season he seemed like he he got his he, he kind of he it's coming back. You know, um, and he and he's being that that goal scorer that 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 he that he was early in his career, first season of his career with Winnipeg. And and now he's playing. He has a and kind of going going back to your point you made earlier. He's going into a season where he is he is he signed, right? You know, there's no there, there's no there's there's no trade rumors or contract negotiations like hanging over him. It's he's there. The catch twenty two with that though for your deal. You basically have a year or two to build it, but you better be showing progress by the third and fourth year of that deal or he's gone anyway. Right. So that's why I'm saying, yeah, I, I mean, they may not have playoff aspirations this year, but they, they got to start making a move towards it pretty quickly because yeah. they don't want to lose line A without having done anything successful with them. Right. I mean, and, you know, the guy, the guy they, they, traded, they traded for him, you know, they, tra- they traded away to get him. He's, you know, it seems like he's he's ready to walk from yeah. from where he is. That's for sure. So that I mean, so maybe they ended up getting four years on the line. It may be way better than they could have expected, considering what happened with with uh, Dubois. That, yeah. yeah, Dubois. That's a good point. All right. So from 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 the Columbus Blue Jackets to the New Jersey Devils, the New Jersey Devils. Um, you know, I think their their biggest addition is going to be. Healthy Jack Hughes, you know he he got hurt and 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 missed time. Now also the Devils, I mean their their goaltending was absolutely terrible. It you know it, it was abysmal. Their goaltending was abysmal last season. So they went out and they got the they signed um, the other goalie from Washington, who the Capitals didn't even want. So yeah. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't sound like a glowing near endorsement, Walt. Well, they got. <laughs> He, he traded for the worst of the two goalies. They did. <laughs> they did. I mean, you know, it, 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 here's the, it is what it is. I mean, you know, Vitek, Vanatek, you know, whatever. But, I mean, Mackenzie Blackwood, he was awful last season. Uh, in 25 games played, he had a 339 goals against an 892 save percentage. They actually used seven goalies last year. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they you know, injuries and also trying to figure out who – who who wants to come here and play and stop the puck? Yeah. Um they also the 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 trade with Pittsburgh was a little bit of head little head scratching on this one too. Like from everything that I've kind of heard, Ty Smith has a really high ceiling. Like he hasn't quite yeah. blossomed the way I think the Devils wanted him to, but he does have a bit of a high ceiling. Whereas you kind of know what John Marino is going to be. Yeah. 
Um, he 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 is what he is at this point. Now, I, I mean, which is I mean, he's a decent defenseman. You know, and when you look at it, you know, Hamilton, Marino, Severson, uh, Severson, Graves, Siegenthaler, Smith, and potentially their youngster Simon Nemec. Yep. That's a good. It's a good decor, but I mean, if if somebody if if nobody's keeping the puck out of the net, it doesn't matter how good your decor is. Yeah, if your goalies can't, if your goalies are letting in wrist shots from the blue line, yeah, you know. The the other thing is, I don't really like this team's wingers. I mean, the one two of Hughes and Heischer down the middle is great. Yeah, um, Palat's played played a lot of hockey, man. He's yeah. thirty one years old. He'll, he's going to probably give you two or three good years. Thomas, you didn't know Thomas Tatar was on this team, which Dude, is hilarious. I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is Igor Sharon Govich going to be a guy? Is Dawson Mercer? Is Arakala? Like, who's helping out the center iceman on this team? Um, I mean, I guess you're you're hoping. I mean, Miles Wood. Yeah, right. I mean, that's. Uh, are I mean, they maybe? Going- I mean, Jesper Bratt, Devin uh, Dawson Mercer, Sharon Govich. I mean, you're hoping those guys got something. We'll get something going. I mean, I like, I like, you know, the, you know, the Heisher Hughes and Eric Hall at center. I mean, I think you, you got you got something going there. But sure, no, absolutely. It's just I don't know who's playing the wing. Like once you get by, pull what. In terms of pay, and this doesn't necessarily mean everything, but the top six wingers then would be Palat, Brett, Tatar, Andres Johansson, Miles Wood. I, I don't like that group at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just yeah. let me tell you how I really feel. I don't. Don't love it. Yeah. It's, I mean, man, it's it's crazy. Like Miles Wood is is 27. I don't yeah. feel like he's younger than that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and you know, Igor Sharangovich is Igor, Igor, not Igor, yeah. e, I, Igor. Like he had some flat. Like a lot of these guys are shown flash. I mean, and maybe this is just the case where the centerized care the centerizeman carries them. Maybe these guys can will be good because they have Hughes and Heischer getting them the puck, and that's maybe that's the hope. But so many the the weird thing with the East, you know, the the West we talked about where there's teams that can make that have made improvement and. You know, we can see some 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 of the playoff changes here. You know, I I don't know if you're ready to segue, but let's go to the third team, the Islanders. Island do the Islanders next. Columbus, New Jersey, and 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 the Islanders. I don't think that they're any better than what they were last year. Yeah. So it's just so tough to see shifting in this Eastern Conference, at least in this Metro Division. Yeah, because you don't know. I mean, how. Like I expect the Devils to be better, but I don't know what is better. What is that jump? Well, and that's a, and that's a thing because they were 27, 46, and nine. They had sixty three points. Are they going to be thirty points better to get into the playoffs? Nobody makes a thirty point jump in a year. I mean, so I, I mean, well, and and also, I mean, it feels like <laughs> you know. Lindy Ruff, he's 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 the number one coach on the list of the first, the potential first coach to get fired. Yeah, you know, also it, it also doesn't it, he's clearly not going to be there after this season. Yeah, regardless because he's in the last year of his contract, and they hired Andrew Brunette. 
like they hired his replacement. <laughs> Yeah, Andrew Burnett is more than likely gonna replace gonna replace Lindy Ruff whenever he leaves, whether that's in November or at the end of the season or wow. anytime in between. The problem so, was if Andrew Burnett could get a Florida power play goal, then he'd still probably be in Florida. That's true. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was so, proud of that call myself too. <laughs> So it's it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with with that. Um, but you know, J- one one thing I will say, Jack Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer. I mean, Nico Heischer, you know, he went, you know, he he went one overall back in that seventeen that two thousand seventeen draft, and you know, people, I think the expectation was for him just like uh, he's you know be to just. He's going to be a big time goal scorer and put up a ton of points, which I mean, he, he's been, he's been, he's been okay, but you know, 200, 300 games played, 206 points total in his NHL career. That's pretty decent. Um, games played in that draft. He's second in goals to Pedersen. He's yeah. second in to Makar. He's second in points to Pedersen. Yeah. So, I mean, he's doing just fine, but like defensively, that guy, he, I mean, he's going to be, a, he's, he's going to get Selkie votes, you know, whenever Patrice Bergeron retires and let someone else, uh, give someone else a chance to, to win the Selkie. He's he going to be a guy who's going to be in that conversation. He had to wait for Datsuk to retire. So yeah, right. <laughs> you just got to wait your turn if you want to be a Selkie. Yeah. But he, he's the guy who's going to be in that conversation of a Selkie finalist every year. Like he's, he's so good at both ends of the ice. And we've already mentioned, you know, Jack Hughes, just electric with the puck. You know, he he's a goal scorer and he makes things happen. Yeah. And, you know, and he's he's excited to, ha- to have his little brother join him <laughs> next season. Yeah, which we didn't we didn't even mention. And I, I don't know my the, the primer that I was reading off him doesn't have him playing. No, no, no. He, yeah, no, he's because he he's he's back at Michigan this year. Okay, that's right. Yeah, okay. He's back at Michigan this year. He like that was kind of a a, a thing that was already out there. Like he was gonna go. He's gonna play a second year at Michigan. Cool. All four people playing at Michigan. So yeah. So so he'll. I I. But I do. When, whenever Michigan season ends, I I I do expect uh, Luke Hughes. A lot from Hughes and Hughes. Yeah, like to 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 make the jump with the Devils, and I mean you. That kid, he he's probably the best skater of the three brothers. Scary thought, man. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> Scary thought. You know, um, but he's not the best golfer. Jack is the best golfer. Um, ask Jack Hughes himself; he will let you know he's the best. He's the better golfer of the three. I think I did hear that too. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. They they did like a a family uh, golf tournament. This, you know, over the summer they played golf. And so then the last time they, they, the last round, they were all supposed to play together. They decided, all right, whoever wins this, you're the, you're, you're, you're the champion. You're the reigning champion of the family for the year. And Quinn actually won. And so Jack is like, well, wait a minute. No, I beat you all the other times we played. Well, I just lose on the last one. So they played again like two days later. Then he he won. This is, this is what I'm talking about with this is the Nathan McKinnon. This is what star athletes do. I don't care that we said that this was a chance. I beat you every other round. Now we're going to do it one more time. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and he, he he made it very clear that he's, he's like, he's like the only reason Quinn beat him was because 
his he he didn't have he didn't have he was he didn't play very great that day. So Quinn kind of got lucky and and caught him on a bad day. Of course, of course. <laughs> I tell you, the mantra of every successful athlete. Yeah, like no, no, no. This is the last time. No, 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 no. This is not. No, we're doing it again. Run it back. Yeah. Um, um, but you know, the Devils again. Like, I mean, this is a team where I don't. I like. I do like their. I do like their 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 defense. And you know, you're you're gonna add Luke Hughes at some point during the season. Yeah, it's just it's the goaltending. What's your goaltending gonna look like? And and I stick with secondary scoring on top of goal. Yeah, well, yeah, on top of goaltending. I mean, secondary scoring you can kind of get away with with lack of scoring if you if you have good if you if you you know don't need it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I mean, I mean, if if you give up a lot of goals, yes, you need other people. You need to have a lot of people who can put the puck in it if you're going to give up a lot. You know, I like how you said that. That's well said. I mean, I I mean, you know, we we talked about the L.A. Kings who like they didn't. They didn't exactly have have a bunch of uh you know <laughs> top point getters running running around them, and they made the playoffs last season. And I mean, they almost got to the second round. So exactly, but they were a sound defensive team with a good goaltending. Not so not so much with in Jersey. Well, you know, and you know, I've always said good good goaltending can great good and great goaltending can hot can hide a lot of deficiencies. True, and bad goaltending will highlight your deficiencies. Mm-hmm. You are so, right. All right. So mo- moving on from the New Jersey Devils, but we're going to we're going to stick in, in the same area, same area. Right. We're going to go to the New York Islanders. They finished fifth in the Metro um, after having just a, a, a great run the previous two years, getting to the conference finals and just coming up short to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. A lot of people myself included thought last season was going to be the year the Islanders were going to make that jump. They did not do that. No. They got off to a, a horrible start and just never recovered, you know, the long road trip and all that. But I mean, it just, it just never, it never clicked. They got good goaltending. I mean, Elias Sorokin pretty good, good for them and nut, but it just, it, it didn't, it didn't click for them. Um, they move on from Barry Trotz as uh, he gets let go. They hire Lane Lambert to take his place, who is Trotz-esque. Um, the, the, I guess, reports going around were that a lot of players weren't thrilled with Barry Trotz, and that's why the, the change was made. But Lane Lambert has a lot of the same tendencies as Barry Trotz does, but... Um, Every, everyone kind of expects him to, to op- open up the playing style a little bit more, um, really kind of let Ma- Matthew Barzell really kind of go out and and do his thing. That's what I, that's what I heard too, because you, we've already, we've, there's, there's no changes. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I mean, I mean, I mean, here's the, I feel like the Islanders, they were in on every single player, every free agent, every player that was a potential trade. It was the Islanders. Oh, the Islanders, Islanders, Islanders. And then they got none of them. None. They, they got Alex Romanoff on a trade. Yep. And they have not yet re-signed Andy Green. And they are literally running it back. 
Chara and Chara retired. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll probably saw Andy Green in like February. That's about right. <laughs> I, I mean, we've talked about running it back. This team is running it back more than any other team in the NHL is running it back. Um, and I think the hope has got to be, and I think you, I, you've nailed it. That the, you just absolutely nailed it. That the long road trip to start the year, they don't have that. And then with a new coach that suppose that I've heard the same things that you have, that they want to, they want to let Barzell be a little bit more free. Um, the, the other thing as with all teams, health is important, but I, I believe they actually played a, a stretch of games without both Pelic and Pelic. Yep. And those two are really damn good defensemen. And then they play together. Um, so losing one of them is tough but then losing both of them was really tough. It, there is, there's some ways you can look at it where it's almost shocking that this team was as close to 500 as they were yeah. with some of the injuries and stuff that hit. I, they were actually two games over 500. The problem that I have here, they, they have <laughs> the depth that they've lost and the two names that come to mind, the trading way of Devontae's, the, the letting Nick Letty walk. Oh, Yeah. They're not great defensemen, but my point being is that they used to be so deep defensively, and now that's not the case. And that's where this team has to be very – injuries could really derail this team defensively. Yeah. Although they do have Dennis Shalowski now, so you never know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, defensive depth. Yeah, and I, I forgot that they also – like and in the midst of their, their 13-game road trip to start the season, they, they got smacked by COVID hard too. Yeah, they're they're one of those teams that just got that just really got hit with COVID. So I mean, it, it a, a more normal season. We're not worrying about all that. I mean, again, the goaltending was fine. Yeah, it's just you know everything else wasn't great. It just didn't click for them. So I mean, we'll, we'll see if that you know maybe is, is that will that be the difference? Is 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 just a coaching change? You know, was is 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 all that that's in between them missing the playoffs to them going on a run. Yeah, and you know, I mean, there's, you know, and I feel like you know, here in the East, there there are, you know, there, we're gonna we're, we'll get to them in a little bit, but I mean, there's questions about the Washington Capitals. You know, they're, yeah. you know, they're they're not Capitals aren't exactly returning a bunch of healthy guys here. Correct. So, so that is a team that you can maybe look to to like, hey, we can maybe catch maybe catch them in this division. Yeah, divisionally, yeah. that's the one team that appears to be catchable. Yeah. All right. So from 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 Long Island to Manhattan, uh, the New York Rangers. Uh, they finished second in the Metro last season. They lost in a conference final to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, they add. They add Vinny Trocek and you're, you're a Halak as a backup, but they lost all their depth <laughs> that yeah. they added last year. You know, Tyler Mott, Andrew Cock, Frank Vitrano, Ryan Strom, all gone. Those were all deadline acquisition? No, Vitrano was there all year, correct? No, Strom no. was there all year. No. Yeah, Strom was there all year. Vitrano, he w- they got him before the deadline. Cop was deadline and Mott was deadline. Yeah, okay. So, I, mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, here's the thing: the, the Rangers, you know, they, 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 they put out that letter in 2018, saying like, "Yeah, we're going to rebuild. It's time to rebuild. It's rebuilding time for us." And four years later, they're in the conference finals. Yeah, shut up, 
how do you want to look at it? Because you could look at it as they are not as good as the team that got knocked out of the playoffs, but they are, I would say, the upgrade of Trociak over Strom, because I do think Trociak is, is a hair better than Strom, does technically make them better than they were on opening night last year. Yes. So you're going to have down the middle. I And here's something, because I'm big on lines. I love looking at lines. I love looking at how coaches put guys together. You know, in the playoffs, they got the best production from the kids when they put them together. I think yeah. they should do that again as a third line, um, where you have Lafreniere playing with Kako and Heedle. Yeah. Um, Panarin, Zabinajad, Kreider, uh, Trocek, and find other wingers, find two more wingers to put up there. Find two other guys that you, that are somewhere on this roster. Sammy Blay can take one, and maybe Barclay Boudreau the other. Yeah. And now all you need to do is put together a fourth line. I, the kids were very good together in that postseason run, and I think that they might be smart to start the year together as well. Um. Yeah. And the and the other thing, um, Ryan Lindgren and Kadri Miller breakout postseasons for for yeah. for both those young defensemen. And yeah. you and you still have Adam Fox and Jake Truba and oh yeah, Igor Shesterkin is still your goalie. Yeah, they 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 should be. They did lose a couple of aging veterans in, in Justin Braun and Pat Nemeth. Um, again, I I feel like <laughs> they could claim somebody off waivers that could help fill out their depth um, defensively if they're worried about it. But I, again, it's kind of like I said, they are not as good as the team that lost game seven of the stand, of the uh, what was it second round? No, uh, conference finals. But I, they might be as good as they were opening night last year. So, um, so we'll see. We'll we'll see how it goes. I I mean, I don't think they're gonna. I they should be fine again for the playoffs. Um, but you know, Lindgren, the way he plays, it might be a little bit prone to injury. And it really yeah. felt like this team lost something when he was out of the lineup. So yeah. that he's going to be a key one to watch because that team really felt different in the two games that they missed. Yeah. Um, and I mean, again, you know, Adam, Adam Fox, <laughs> it's just, I can't, can't say enough about how good he is. Uh, I, I like the idea of having Hito Lafringa and Capo just having those guys together. Cause yeah, you're right. When they were together, and the po- and and when they played together, they looked they looked pretty darn good. It was the most noticeable they were. Yeah, when they it, were together, it, it it felt like they just had that chemistry. They just have the, they just had chemistry there. The, would you say is Adam Fox the best defenseman under twenty five? Not named Makar. Oh, for right now, yes. Are you, uh, you know, there's this guy here in Detroit. I was going to say, is, is, the, and, is and, the and, and, and there's a guy that's going to be playing in Buffalo this year. <laughs> and oh, Owen oh, Power. Oh. And there's a guy who's probably, is going to come up in New Jersey later in the year. And look, I mean, it's, I, and you know, you also, you got Jamie Drysdale and I mean, it's. Quinn Hughes or um, yeah. Quinn's the one in Vancouver. He's still yeah, in Hughes, back, Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And Quinn Hughes. Yeah. It's. A lot of really good young defensemen. Yeah, and it, I mean, you 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 can't go wrong. Yeah, picking one, right? Yeah. You know, it's. 
I, you know, <laughs> what I was, what I was really setting you but, up. For but yes, guys, but, but yes, I mean, he, he has a Norris, so, you know, well, he has a Norris, those other guys don't. I, I, I was really setting you up for does, do we, I, I mean, with one more step forward, we're putting Mo in that conversation next year. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he is in that conversation. Yeah. I, I mean, seriously, a step forward and he's going to be 20 and be really damn good. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what a step forward is for him. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Because it's, I mean, it's, I mean, he's going to get better. Right. Which should scare the hell it's out of everybody else. Like, yeah. I mean, every, like, yeah, look out NHL, but yeah. you know, I mean, I'm, I'm happy, you know, we got him. It's, it's a, it's a great, not a problem. Great thing to have there when Absolutely. you, when that's, you know, but, but yeah, Adam, you know, Adam Fox. Yeah. He's yeah, definitely. I mean, he had 74 points last year Ridiculous. <laughs> at 23 in the playoffs. I mean, he was I bet, uh, playing, I mean, playing, top, playing against the top pair. Well, no, actually Lindgren and uh, yeah, him and Lindgren. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, no, no, he was he wasn't getting cheap minutes in hiding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, he I was there. So good, such a talent. You know, and and again, you know, with Kadri Miller, and you, you know, you have you have your veteran and Jake and Jacob True, but no, I mean, who's the oldest defenseman they have at twenty eight? There, you know, a lot of a lot of you know, we complain about depth defensively in top four. Well, this team has no. Issues top four defensemen. No, they have nothing to worry about because no, they even have a couple, two, three, four young guys that might be ready to step into a top four role real soon too. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Brady Br- Br- Schneider is a guy I'm, 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 ex- I'm looking, I'm looking forward. I think he, he can, he can be something special for the Rangers as well. And you know they maxed out the signing of Zach Jones. You know they got it. They gave him the nine two five, which I always feel like is a sign of what you think the prospect's going to be is when you pay him the highest amount that a, 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 a um, an entry level contract can be. So yeah. So I mean, hey, the New York Rangers. I expect I ex, you know I expect them to be in the playoffs. I know like some people are kind of are kind of iffy about them because they feel like a lot of what the Rangers did last year kind of smoke and mirrors a little bit. They weren't very great five on five. Um, and Shesterkin, unlike, un, unlike, you know, as the opposite with the Devils, where you know they were pretty, probably decent, not probably not as bad as what 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 they finished out with because their goaltending was so bad. The Rangers, I mean, Shesterkin, it, it, you know, he, it was him. <laughs> you yeah, know? And, and, and see, the thing is, though, it's. Last year was his third year. Obviously, the 2.06 is ridiculous and the 935 save percentage. But it's not like he was bad prior. I mean, it was 2.62 and 9.16 in right. prior. And in only 12 games, 2.52 uh, and 9.32. The moral of the story is he's now building that consistent track record. Yeah. That scare the hell out of everyone. Yeah. Good. I mean, good Good luck. Right. All right. So from from – from from the Rangers to the Flyers. Um, so they hired John Tortorella. They signed Nick DeLaurier. They trade for Tony D'Angelo. Keith Yandel retired. They lose Oxford Lindbaum. Um, Ryan Ellis hurt a part of a part of his body that most people didn't know was it was even a thing and I can't pronounce it. So I'm not going to try. 
it's some like core abdomen thing. That's not good. But it's like he's not going to play at all this season, if ever. And oh, also, you know, Shankaturier, he's is 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 back, is injured again, and so he's going to be out for possibly the entire season. Oh, did, did has it been upgraded to possibly the entire season or There's downgraded to that? Wow. Yeah, it's. I mean, he. Um, but you know, they hired John Tortorella. When was your prediction? He won't make it till Thanksgiving. Didn't you say that? Or am I making well, that? I, I either, well, before all the injuries and everything, what the at initial hiring, I said either Tortorella is getting fired, Tortorella is going to get fired by Thanksgiving, or this team is, or they're going to make the playoffs. There's not going to be a middle ground. Well, okay. I don't, they're not making a playoffs. No, they're not. Cause I don't, I don't see a path there because. They didn't improve defensively. <laughs> they didn't improve offensively. And yeah, they, they 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 got worse. And you know, and Johnny Johnny Gaudreau wanted to go to Philly. He wanted to be a Flyer. Everyone and their mother knew that. Yeah. And the Flyers didn't have the money to offer him, so he goes to Columbus. And now you have fourteen million dollars sitting on your IR. <laughs> That's gotta suck. Now, granted, I don't. I mean, I don't know how much Johnny Gaudreau's helping this team. I mean, because you know, is is Travis connecting Joel Farabee? Are they can are they going to take step forward to, to be good? Can what what is Owen Tippett? You I, know, I mean, d- defensively, they signed Tony D'Angelo, who he puts up points, but he's defensively very. Me- mediocre to meh. Well, if you pair if you pair him with Rasmus Ristolainen, who is defensively stalwart. Okay, sure. Uh-huh. Nope. So <laughs> I I know you're baiting me. Yeah, I was. 100%. <laughs> what the Flyers have to hope is that they single-handedly found a way for everybody to be bad at the same time. Last year, it was just one of those perfect storms where everybody was bad at the same time. The Provorov wasn't good. No. Lyman wasn't good. <laughs> but they're bringing up, they've got two youngsters ready in Cam York and Ronnie Attard. Both yep. saw a little bit of action last year. I feel like they're going to see big minutes. I think we're, what, what, what we're really seeing here in, in Philly is kind of a changing of the guard. I, you know, this is the last year for JVR. Don't expect him to resign. They've given some youngsters some, some, some deal and some turn or some, some money and some term. Um, they have the potential with Fairby's 22, Tippett's 23, Bobby Brink's 21, Jackson Cates is 23, Morgan Frost is 23. That is five forwards under 23 or under that I think are probably going to end up before the year is over, going to see some pretty big minutes. Um, the, the weird thing was the buyout of Oscar Limblom because he's kind of a fan favorite because, you know, he survived cancer. So that was a weird buyout. I almost just think we should just sit back and enjoy the Philadelphia show because there's, this is going to be a show. Cause I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, Chuck Fletcher, I mean, outside of Kyle Dubas, he's probably the first GM that'll get fired. Right. 
I mean, he's been fired so much. How does this guy keep getting jobs? Look at this. I mean, I mean, it's you know, we'll, we'll you know we'll talk about the Leafs next week, but you know, and and everything going on there. But I mean, you know, I've I've it they they make the trade for Ryan Ellis, and he's played what four games? Four games. Played the first four games, and that's been it. You know, they give Katoria the extension, and you know, he, now he's out. He's hurt. What is you know, this? You, you, you trade Claude Giroux. Isn't there a little bit of bad? I mean, because did he know that Ellis was injured? There, well, there was there was concerns about he was banged okay, well, up. Yeah, there were concerns about about him because his last year in Nashville, his last two years in Nashville for Ryan Ellis, forty nine games in thirty five games, and then Couturier, I feel like has never played a full season, so giving him a long term deal probably didn't really make much sense. I mean, I mean here's the, the thing is the, the play, the guys that, you know, they, ah, he played 82. He's played 80 plus one, two, three, four times. Wow. I would never guess that. I'm way off. Yeah. He's got 77, 46, 82, 82, 63, 66, 82, 80. The 46 was uh the 13th season, uh the 13th, the short season. So that was a full season. God, does it seem like Sean Katori has been around that long? Yeah, but now the last three years, 69, nice. Uh, but that was COVID year, so this the season stopped. There was only like but, 71 games. Yeah. And then uh 45 in 2021, and then only six last year. I'm sorry, 29 last year. Okay. So yeah, he's so the he's, last few years the injuries have really piled up. God, he's only twenty, and he's not even thirty yet. Nope. Nope. I mean, and you know they gotta, and again they they gotta hope that they can. I mean, Carter Hart, he it was a rough year for him, but I this team was so bad defensively, and they gave up so many chances, like you know. So many great A scoring chances to where, like, yeah, I don't look. <laughs> Here's what's gonna happen if all that has to happen, John Tortorella comes in and brings in structure. The five guys under the age of 23 completely take off. The defensemen get better because of Tortorella's instruction, so everybody's better. York and Atard hit the ground running, and all of this goodness going on in front will help Carter Hart round into form. The Flyers are going to be fine. That's the hope. That's that's the path to success. All right. Okay. The coach makes the demon better. The young forwards take off. The improvement from the young D get Carter Hart back to form. Now, am I expecting that? None of those things. (laughs) But that would be the path to success. None of those things are probably going to happen. But, hey, here we are. That's what they need. You can hope. But, yeah, I mean, it's – yeah, just sit back and watch. Sit back and enjoy the show. Okay. Um. So, you know, from Philly to Pennsylvania, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, they kept the band together. Yeah. Um. Now the they they add they add Ty Smith as you kind of mentioned earlier in the trade. Uh, this Jeff Petrie and Ryan Poling and Jan Ruda. They lose Evan Rodriguez to free agency and Mike Matheson. Um, John Marino as well via that trade. Yeah, John Marino traded out too. 
but I mean, I think the important thing is they say they keep Malkin and they keep Latang. And it's and, 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 and Mike I know coach. What? And Mike, oh, Mike Fo- yeah, Mike, yeah. And no, that I, I still have Jay Guntel, yep. who's <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean it's you know they they keep Russ in the mix as well. You know, I, this is, I mean, I think it's just another the Penguins. They're in that. I feel like they're in that spot where Detroit was, like right. You know, I want to say like two thousand ten to third, like thirteen range, sure. where they were still good, and it's like ah, oh, they can. Maybe went around, but how how far are they going to go? Um, now, so. now you know they they lost in the first round to the Rangers in a series where you know it looked at times where the Ping like the Penguins were going to win that series, and then you know goalie injuries. Yep. And you you kind of wonder, you know, Tristan Jari and Casey Smith both get hurt. <laughs> yeah, and they end up with the main. Yeah, so playing 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 games for them. So I mean, you you, you wonder how how, the, how that would have went if um, uh, you know if if Jari or DeSmith, one of those guys, were healthy. To me, this is an eighty-two game preseason. Okay, that's all this is to me for for the Penguins. They haven't won a series since their Stanley Cup win. And it's all about doing – no, I'm sorry. They had one. They won one because then they got bounced by Washington in 18, right? Yeah. I believe I believe that was the only playoff series, the first round in 2018. Does that sound right? I, want, I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, – it, they just need to get over that. That's that's what that's why they've got. I mean, they were third in the Metro. They took the the team that lost in the conference finals into seven, and they had backup goaltenders. And right. and Crosby is that Crosby's there for three this year and two more. And Crosby came out and basically said, "Yeah, I want Malkin and Latang back. What you gonna let him walk? You gonna piss off Sid?" Right. And I, and I player, go, yeah. I normally hate the idea of the you know the players kind of dictating who's on the roster, but I you know I guess eighty seven is probably one of the few that deserve that. And let's face it, Mulkin signed at six one. Yeah, I mean it's it's a bit of a longer deal than they probably wanted to, but at six point one million, <laughs> it's probably going to be okay with that. And and Latang was playing. A couple of shows that we did, I was looking at minutes. Latang was playing top five minutes. Yeah. So they're not old yet. They're going to probably get there soon. But I, I got no problem with this, them deciding let's just do it again. Yeah. Um, little, little D-man shuffle. We'll see what that does. If, if Petrie and Petrie, Ruta, and Smith are, are an upgrade over Matheson and Moreno, I I don't know how, how that's going to net out. Um. If Ty Smith does hit a bit of a stride and, and does blossom on this team, that could be a steal of a deal, and they could end up yeah, being in good be. shape. Yeah, and also, I mean, they have Ricard Raquel as well in, a, in that forward group who, who uh, 
He was he, he also Kapanen signs a two year extension. Heinen signs a one. Malkin signs a four. Raquel and Russ signed six. Latang signed six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's keeping people together. Yeah, and you know, and good good, good money, not not too not 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 too expensive. But I mean, it yeah, it just feels like the Penguins. It's like you know, they're yeah, they're a playoff team. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a done deal. It's what they're going to do after that. Right. Yeah. It's like they're a playoff team. How far are they going to go? I I I don't know. God, if they had a goaltender like Flurry, I think they'd be in really good shape. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I just said that. All right. Now rounding out the uh, the the Metro are the Penguins' arch rivals, the Washington Capitals. Um, they lost in the first round to the Florida Panthers, and I mean. A goal post on the empty net, man, in game four. And that's a, they take a 3 1 lead in that series. And how much different does that probably go? Yeah. Well, I mean, judging by the way that then Florida got brushed aside by Tampa in four, I mean, Florida was not playoff ready. I mean, that's no. the conclusion that to be, to be drawn. They got, I don't want to say lucky, but they did need a lucky break to help beat Washington. Yeah. And then they just just didn't even look like they they belonged on the same ice as Tampa. Yeah, no, it was yeah that that series over quick, fast, and hurry. That was you know was, the thing was over in two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the Washington Capitals they come into the season. Um, it's it's gonna be tough. Um, to at least to start because you know. Backstrom, no timetable for his return. Yeah. Um, Tom Wilson's gonna is gonna miss significant time, as is Carl Haglin. They go out, they sign the Stanley Cup winning goalie and Darcy Kemper. Mm-hmm. Which on um, you you can you can say like, well, all right, it's upgrading goal, but also you can say, well, wait, well, why is the Stanley Cup winning goalie available for free? <laughs> I, I would normally have that thought, but Joe Sackick made decisions, and I really think that he felt that he didn't need to spend the amount on no he didn't need to spend the five point six five point what did he get five point two million on a goaltender. Yep, and he got he got Gorgiev who was younger. And right, I I think that that was and, and less money. Yeah, a, a conscious decision there. Yeah, um, I mean. You know, Kuznetsov, he he had he had a bit he had a bounce back season last year. They add Connor Brown, Dylan Dylan Strom, and and uh, Charlie Lindgren, um, Samsonov, Vanacek, and Justice Souls were, were are are the keys key losses for them. But again, it, I mean, we know what Ovechkin is. You know, he's going to score thirty. Yeah. Right at 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 the very least, he's going to sure. score thirty. Um, TJ Oshie, he's going to score 25 to 30. He'll play only 50. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, yeah, Oshie only played 44 games last year. It's still found found the back of the net 11 times. So double H and he's at 22. So, and, 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 you know, six goals, seven points and six playoff games for Oshie. So, so you know, there's this weird little part of me that thinks they're not going to be bad. I'm not saying better, 
But there is a part of me that thinks that this could be the best thing for them is to start without Wilson, Backstrom, and Hagelin because that's going to force them to get somebody under 30 in this roster or in this lineup. Yeah. Let's actually, I'm going to, I'm going to drop because, because Connor Brown and Anthony Mantha are 28. I, I, Connor Brown will be in the lineup. Dylan Strom will be in the lineup. Connor McMichael now probably going to be in the lineup. Yep. Is it impossible to think that Hendricks LaPierre? Nope. That's that. And that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, but also here's the thing for Washington Capitals. You, you talk, you got to talk about guys stepping up. I mean, I know he, he's your, he's your favorite whipping boy, but I mean, Anthony Math has got it. He's got to step it up. Right. Because you know, he never did I mean, here. I mean, now granted last year, he also, you know, he, he was hurt to only play 37 games. Wait, what Manta? Yeah, I know. Crazy. But I, it, yeah, 29 goals, 23 points, at four assists in the playoffs for him. I mean, you know, they it, – it, it, if, you know, if I'm the Capitals, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at Matt, and it's like, okay, yeah, he's, he's hurt, but Verona's been hurt too, and Verona's putting up more points than him. Yeah. You know? There's – like I said, I on, – on, on a worse team. On a worse team, much worse team. Um, but I, I mean, this, this is a team who's average. I mean, the average age of the squad is 32 or is, uh, no way that's by position. Where's the total to this? Does this not have an overall average age? 20, 29.8. So just under 30. 30. Well, well, we'll call it 30. Okay. If you're okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll call, call it 30. 30. Um, their top four defensemen, Carlson, Orloff, Jensen, Van Riemsdyk, Gustafson, all over 30. Fevier, Martin Fevier is the only oddball odd in there. He's 22. Yeah. They need to find a way to get some young people in this, in this lineup. And I think, now granted, Tom Wilson's actually young, but not having Peglin and Backstrom and bringing, like I said, Connor Brown and Dylan Strome and Connor McMichael and Hendricks LaPierre, maybe you let a Nick Dowd get, get claimed. You know, you let yeah. a Garnet Hathaway get claimed and create, get yourself even younger. I, I don't know. It's you're they're going to be doing probably what the wings did with Datsuk and Lindstrom and what the Penguins obviously just did with Crosby and Malkin is that as long as Ovechkin's on this team, they're going to try to put enough around them. And I feel like you can do that still, but see, because I don't know if you remember, but you know, who they, they started last year without both Backstrom and Kuznetsov, right? Yeah. And where like Lars Elmer was, was C1. And, and they were like at the top of the league. Yes. <laughs> they started out red hot. It was when everybody came back that they kind of started to struggle. Which it is was weird. When the kids were in the lineup, they were doing, they were actually playing well. Although the Ovechkin start off with like 25 goals in 20 games. I mean, he was yeah. white hot out of the shoot too. Yep. So I, I don't know. I, I don't see this team falling off a cliff. I think a lot of people kind of do. I don't. Because I think I don't, I don't think or no, I don't. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, I think they upgraded that goalie, which is a helpful thing, and you know, and I mean, they, it, I mean, like it, they, they didn't lose anybody of any real, of any real consequence. That's that's. I mean, obviously losing, not having Backstrom. Right. And Wilson and Haglin in the lineup that that sucks. But you, you know, you know, you know, you're going to get Haglin back and you're going to get Wilson back. Backstrom is 
a little more up in the air, a little, a little more iffy with him when he's going to come back and, and where he's going to be when he, if, and when he does come back this season, but, but you've also given yourself three options to replace him with McMichael and, and LaPierre and, and Strom. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I feel like, but I, I, I feel like the Capitals are the team that is most likely to kind of, to, to step back and fall out of the last spot of all of the eight teams that made the playoffs last year in the East. Yeah. You know, I feel like they're the, probably the team that's most likely to take that step back and, and possibly miss, but also at the same time, you know, they were, they were right there with the Florida Panthers and almost won around last year. So I, don't, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. So predictive division. All right. So for the division, I got the hurricanes winning it. Um, coming in at number two, I got the Pittsburgh Penguins and then the Rangers. That's your top three. Then I have, have the, have the Islanders and then the Capitals, then the Jackets, Devils and Flyers. I hated doing it. I hated doing it. Because it, it's not going to happen because it doesn't happen this way. I had him finishing this same eight in order. Oh, yeah. Last year. And I wanted to switch it. And I wanted, I'm like, the, the Penguins are, I, I just feel like the Rangers should be up and comers. And the Penguins are old. And I think they're going to, they're going to not relax, but I think that their goal, they know that the biggest thing is, is April. Oh, yeah. so they're going to play an 82 game preseason. And they're going to do enough to survive. The Islanders, you're, you're basing a lot on not having a long road trip and a new coach because that's the only thing that's different. Yeah. Is that, you know, they were. And, and well, and also not having COVID. True. <laughs> but they were, is that good enough for 16 point difference with the Capitals? Can I mean, they but I, I also, I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to see eight teams with a hundred points in the, in the, in the East again, either. Probably true too. That's you know, because th- that that was also the that, that was another oddity as well last season. You know, you have eight hundred point teams. Yeah, because outside of the Islanders, did any the Islanders were in the eighties? I don't think any other team was in the eighties in the East. Col- right? Uh, Columbus had eighty one. Okay, but and that was it. Yeah, that's yeah. That was okay. it. And then the next highest were the, were the Sabers at seventy five. Then Detroit seventy four. Ottawa seventy three. Yeah, those those numbers uh, yeah. are going. The, the, I mean, the last three you just said, those numbers are definitely going up. But, right. Uh, so, you know, but we, we, the only thing we switched was Penguins for Rangers at 2-3 and Islanders at Caps at 4-5. Yeah. I mean, because that's how close it just feels like these, this division is still. I mean, we can we, – we, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I hate – I know. It's it's tough. It's tough to kind of pick, right? Like Uh, impossible. I hate predictions, but you got to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I held your feet to the fire. We did it. Now we get to laugh at how wrong we were. Oh yeah. And that's half the fun of it. Yeah. I mean, the, the capitals, they're at a, the model I'm looking at, they're a 71% chance to make the playoffs. I get it, and and, and and also, and just for because and their their point prediction, their uh, point prediction ninety six. 
point nine, so ninety seven points. I mean, I, I it's it's tough to it's it's tough to bet against Ovi. There's still a lot of talent, despite the guys that they're out. There's still a lot of talent on that roster. Yeah, it's aging. We don't know how long it's going to be good, but there's still a lot of talent on that roster. So I get it. And and also just and just you know for comparison's sake, the Islanders they're at they're projected eighty nine eighty nine point one points with a thirty four percent chance to make the playoffs. Okay. All right. So just I mean, very catchable. That's a very catchable. Number. I mean, just putting that out there. Yeah. You know. I hear you. Hey, we'll see. I mean, I mean, and doesn't it kind of feel like with the Capitals, it kind of feels like since they since they got the cup, it's just like ah, there's like almost like no pressure, and it's just all about Ovi Chase and Gretzky at this point, and sure. everything else, every, everything else that residually is whatever. He, there's or, no or, or or is that just me? No, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure there's capital. There's there's some capital fans out there who are probably frustrated that they haven't won a playoff series since they won the cup. But I I, I just feel like you, you. It's not that you know. Well, because you you know you know how how we go into every season and it's always oh man they, it's it's the Capitals it's it's not it's do or die time for the Capitals they got to win and it it may never happen will it ever happen you know and it, it will Ovech can be the greatest player to never win a Stanley Cup you know those are all always talking points right yeah. and now it just kind of feels like eh, well the Capitals are here the the only reason why I'm going to four to 10% disagree is just because I, I do like TJ Oshie and Nick Backstrom so much. I just do want to constantly see that team do well. Well, yeah, same. I mean, because, well, because of some of the other players on that team, um, I would like to, con- like, I don't know why Oshie in my heart deserves a second cup, but you're right. They've all got their one. And if they don't win another, I'd like to see him make a run. Even if it's not to the cup finals, go, go make a run to the conference finals. Yeah. Get, get to the conference finals. Yeah. yeah. Go, go win a couple series to validate your cup a little bit further. Cause they like Pittsburgh and they haven't won a series since their, their cup in 18. Right. So, I mean, Pittsburgh and Washington, you know, we, we, we talk about them so much, but at the end of the day, neither of them there's a, they've combined for one playoff series win since uh, the 2019 season. And actually, since 2019, none, because the Capitals won it in 2018. Pittsburgh won one in 2018. And in the playoffs since, they haven't won any. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you, 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 yeah, you want to get a, you want to get, get it going there for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. TJ Yoshi, <laughs> Troy Brower, and Phoenix Copley for TJ Oshi. Yeah, they won that deal. That's a win. And and third round pick was turned into Garrett Pilon. Yeah. Nope. Still going with Oshie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if the Blues hadn't don't win the cup in 2019, I mean, that trade just constantly haunts them, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think Brower was playing fourth line minutes if he wasn't healthy scratched. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was while well, Oshie was playing twenty nine on a cup winner the year before. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, if if they didn't, yeah. Painful. I mean, I mean and, and now the Ryan O'Reilly trade is starting to look out look like it's gonna work out for the Buffalo Sabres. So. I know, go figure. Yeah, hey, you know, just Dave Thompson, right? That was they just signed him to seven by seven, didn't yeah. they? 
And he yep. the return piece. Yeah. And I mean, and, and I mean, ironically enough, it, the fact that they traded, they got rid of Jack Eichel is probably what's going to help is probably what's going to help that trade look, look good now. Yeah. Cause Tate Thompson's probably one, one or one C. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Worked out oh. for everyone. Right, well, that's, that's the Metro. That's the Metro. We did the Pacific. Next up is the Atlantic and a full-on breakdown of the Detroit Red Wings. And we'll give our final season predictions um, with the uh, playoffs and who we think uh, are, you know, are going to be in. Uh, we'll do conference finals and Stanley Cup and Stanley Cup champion. Predictions just to kind of see how far off we can go. I mean, I did say Colorado and the Islanders. I was half right last season. Sure were. I was very spot on with the avalanche. I was, couldn't have been more wrong about the Islanders. I, did I, did I feel lightning in the ass? You went like, yeah. But I think I had the lightning winning. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Cause you, so. you just, you, your rule never, you don't bet against the lightning. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, thinking about it now, I'm probably end up picking the app. So I mean, I just I, I expect champions to 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 win until they don't. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Well, yeah. So we'll, we'll do that. Um, we'll. I mean, we'll we'll have some fun with. We'll probably have a little bit of fun at the least expense, but because that's fun for us. It's all good. Yeah, it's not my team. Not my team. I mean, I, I do want to see Austin Matthews succeed, though. He, yeah, he, when he signs here. <laughs> uh break, breaking news uh the Detroit Red Wings are going to sign Austin Matthews and Leon Draisaitl. Oh okay. Well uh, now you're just getting ridiculous. <laughs> Larkin playing third line center minutes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I no, I you know, Leon Draisaitl, he's got the German connection with Mord Sider. So, yeah, there it is. Boom, I drew the line right there. Done. Austin Matthews is from the United States. Where's the Detroit Red Wings? Where's Detroit located? In the United States. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, it all checks out. I'm writing that down right now. (laughs) Germany. (laughs) Check, check. Okay, we're good. It it all checks out. It all checks out. If you just don't think about it, it makes sense. It sounds like math to me. That's exactly right. All right, so that is going to do it for us. We will be back next week within the box. So until then, I'm Walt. I'm Thomas. And we are out of here.